just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 45 episodes of One Tree Hill. I'm Crystal and I've seen One Tree Hill multiple times. And I'm Tahani and I've seen bits of One Tree Hill about 10 times and then bits of it maybe about three times. And tonight's episode for debate is the tide that left and never came back and the leavers dance the finale of season two keeping up the appearances my half brother my half brother <laughs> keeping up with the joneses danny glover i'm fooling myself how you doing boozy i'm Thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pair. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Yeah, you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Ravens, <laughs> Ravens. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. So, hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is... The Tide That Left and Never Came Back and The Leavers Dance. Dom, we are here, but we are not alone. We are joined by two friends, family, ravens. We'll go one at a time. Firstly, not Billy Crystal. Not a crystal that you would find in the earth. Better than a diamond. We have Crystal. (laughs) Crystal, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. I'm excited. This is my first time to to come on the podcast, so it's really exciting for me. It's awesome to have you. First time on the podcast, but many time, you know, interacting, watch along, legend, you know, excited and really happy that you're here. And also we have the t-shirt designing legend, the myth gets mentioned all of the time because she's going to basically be the our personal wardrobe designer for merch tahani is here tahani how's it going tahani froze tahani is, is not here <laughs> oh tahani's back sorry did, i'm back <laughs> did you hear any of that no i didn't hear any of that it was a fantastic intro I've never one of my best anything oh, like oh. it honestly keep me humble it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and we have t-shirt designing legend our personal wardrobe stylist the creator of basically everything that's going to be in the merch store tahani is here tahani how's it going <laughs> again she's gone again <laughs> yeah you have to keep this in 
<laughs> I, I like put extra spice on the second one. I went even, I went harder on the second one. It's crazy that Tahani's closer to us than anyone we've podcasted with. <laughs> yeah, we can't connect with. <laughs> Crystal's got crystal clear connection and is on that, is an ocean away. <laughs> 100%. Well, Crystal, let's start with you. <laughs> what, uh, tell us, One Tree Hill in its you know how did it come into your life you know uh, and why is it so special to you okay so right after high school like one of my best friends from high school he was dating this guy and him and the guy went to a walmart and he pretty much told him like i'll buy you anything you want and he chose season one and two of this show called one tree hill Mm -hmm. and i was like one tree hill what is that and he told me that it was a really good show and that I needed to watch it. And he let me borrow season one and two on DVD. So I watched the pilot and I was like, okay, it's pretty good. I want to see where the characters go from here. And then after that, I binged one and two. And then at that time, uh, season three was out on DVD. So I went and purchased that. And then starting with season four is when I watched it um, I watched it online on, on CWTV.com because I didn't have the channel. I don't, I didn't, we didn't have local channels at that time. So I would watch it on CWTV.com with ads. And yeah, I mean, I grew up watching it. I went through the same things that they were going through uh, on the show at that time. And I feel like I use it as a guide, like a guidebook, like, if I went through something that that they would go through, I would go and watch that episode and, you know, and just, you know, use, use it as a guide, like I said. And then, uh, so like, for example, like if I went through a breakup or something, I'd watch the episode where uh, Lucas breaks up with Brooke in season one and, you know, Brooke's devastated, you know, but, you know, she gets over it. She, you know, she's okay. And I would just tell myself that. And yeah, they just, uh, they taught so many things. I learned so much from it. They touched on so many uh, topics and they did it with such dignity and grace. And I just really love how it, how it all became just a part of my life. That's, that's awesome. And that's, that's such a great way to, uh, to explain it, like to have it as a guide. I think that's really cool. um, Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the fact that the guy said, you can have one thing. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll take season one and two, <laughs> two <laughs> things. I like, I like. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Dom, I, I got caught up in the moment. And I didn't even come to you, my man. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm fine. I, I was just, you know, listening intently to, to Crystal's explanation of where One Tree Hill sort of entered her life. And it's fantastic to hear um the, you know that it's kind of been used that way I, no one has expressed it that way so you know that it conveys certain emotions and feelings in people and uh, they I mean I suppose it helps them express themselves and stuff like that but it, it's nice to hear someone say they kind of used it as a guide okay these are these are teenagers these are real issues I'm gonna I'm gonna try and learn from this and that's that's really nice that's a really really nice story it's kind of like the not the opposite, but uh, like a, a, a different perspective. When I when I watched it, it was like inspiration of like uh, like I had got just gone past that part, you know. Like I just finished 
adolescence and was into adulthood and it was more like inspiration of who is going to be in the next step so I like the fact that it's like you were watching it at that time you know so well, yeah it was like a reference book I think that's awesome very cool well Tahani is back we've you've had two uh intros so far we'll go with one more so you can actually hear it um and I will just keep developing it I heard the second one Oh, okay. Tahani is here. Tahani, how's it going? <laughs> um, amazing. Glad to be here. Glad to join the meeting like five times. Sorry about all the technical hitches on my side. Um, but super excited. Been looking forward to this for a long time. We've been looking forward to to having you both. You've both been like such solid regulars, you know, like throughout the watch alongs and, you know, both from like really early on in the podcast. So First and foremost, we fully appreciate, you know, both of your support. And then it's awesome that you guys are doing, you know, we're doing this together because I actually messed this up. So on on my, so when we watch the episodes from the watch along, they are from the DVDs, right? But they're, so they're files on my computer that I've taken from the DVDs. Legally, I own the DVDs. I have two copies of them. You know how I be. Two different box arts. But the, <laughs> but uh, it was one file so we watched the finale as one you know episode but on patreon i'd split them up into 23 so it was actually tahani for part one and crystal for part two um and that you both are really cool to be able to just do it in one to make this this is a momentous occasion we've never done two episodes in one this is only the second time we've done a finale and this finale is crazy all kinds of things going on so uh yeah we appreciate you you know being here and getting involved so we just uh we just heard crystal's story of how one tree hill entered into her life and why it remains and you know why it has that weight and specialness about it so tahani what how did it enter with you and you know why is it still here so for me when i used to come back from school um when i was like maybe 12, 13, 14, it, the reruns were on, on E4. Um, so I would watch it and it would be the first thing that would come on. It would be the thing that was on once I got home. And I'd watch this show and I'd, I'd only watch it waiting for the fret to, to set five o'clock, I think it was. Um, and I was like, what is this stupid show? So I don't know, but I would just be waiting um, for friends. And then about a week went past and I was hooked. And funnily enough, like, the exact same thing happened to my friend who I'd go to school with every day and we were just like one day I was like I've been watching the show One Tree Hill and it the beginning I thought it was so stupid but I'm so into it and she was like oh my god same it was it was quite weird um and then since then I've just been hooked um and then for me if I really love a show I kind of try to savor it so I watched it all the way through um I think when I started watching it live it was probably like season seven season eight so as we all know, not maybe the best part of the show, but at the time I did like it. Um, but then I didn't watch it again for quite a while. I would watch like um, episodes here and there or YouTube clips here and there. Um, and then I came back to it um, during lockdown. And I just it just reminded me of how much I, I enjoy the show. I just really like character driven shows. And that's what I think One Tree Hill is. And I think you can learn so much from each of the characters. And they're also like precious to me. I feel like I'm very like weirdly protective over all of them. And you can just, 
you just take something away from each episode that you watch it um and then it's like it can be really light-hearted and funny and um kind of cheer you up but then it can also be so meaningful and that's just what I like in a show so yeah I I have to say that it's nice to someone else kind of refer to a show in that way and, and be protective over the characters and stuff because I I've, I found that fairly recently when I watched the American office I watched it for the first time and I pretty much plowed through it and then I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again I, I watched I, I literally did a rewatch back to back and um I, I and then watched like the nine seasons or whatever all over again and you start to feel like you're in their company in a weird way uh, I mean like I haven't completely lost my mind don't worry I'm not like that mental but it, you you almost sort of feel like once the show's over and you sort of get to the end of it like you've you're lo- you've lost a friend or you've lost like a couple of mates and it's a bit weird so I, I kind of totally understand and appreciate kind of how you feel about these characters and, and that sort of protective side I think that's a, a really good way of expressing it as well that that's literally why I wanted to start this podcast was because when I finished watching the last time I watched through which was during lockdown was like I don't know what to do now <laughs> what do I do I need to take this a step further and uh and and here we are i i was actually thinking earlier today like where i was i listened to the finale or we watched it on the watch along but i had it was like a crazy day today so i had to listen to it while doing other things and i was thinking this is crazy (laughs) like we've spent so much of our lives talking about one tree hill now it's kind of like going to be synonymous in our lives forever like i was thinking by the time we get to 2025 like I turn 34 next week, so we'll be like, well, and Dom just turned 34. Is that okay? Did I just age you out, Dom? Let people know, right? People know. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> so by the time we finish, we'll be like 37, 38, right? Maybe older than that. Wait, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's crazy, right? <laughs> it's a bit scary isn't it yeah we're we're like hitting middle age we're talking about (laughs) like a teen drama (laughs) Uh, but you know it's it's powerful who cares i'll have a sports car by then i'll do what i want (laughs) yeah i'll be on the back of a harley (laughs) why are you on the back of it just why aren't you riding it I don't, I don't ride it. It's just on the driveway. It's like (laughs) further back don't judge me (laughs) Uh, nice crystal so we now know the love for one tree hill but we want to know the top five tv shows of all time (laughs) i was actually just writing them down so i wouldn't forget (laughs) what to say so one tree hill obviously and then um the oc vampire diaries the gossip girl and gray's anatomy Oh, solid. solid. And the way I uh, the way I decided on my top five was, if they told me that I could never watch these shows again, I would be devastated, and, and that's how I picked my top five. <laughs> that's a good way. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> yeah, love that. Totally, that's a, that's a great way to put it together as well. Actually, because uh, I always 
my my top five chops and changes <laughs> i think oh yeah i forgot about that one i have to put that in and but you know it's it's ridiculous so ones i couldn't live without i'm gonna i'm gonna think about that a little bit longer what about yours tahani what's your what's your top five tv shows yeah mine chops and changes a lot as well um but at the moment wondry hill um i think that's always there and then How I Met Your Mother, also always there. For me, I'm that over friends. Oh, what's with the face? That over friends. <laughs> For me, that yeah. Over, over friends. That I mean, is a bit, so, is a bit strong to Hani. They're, your, they're your choices, but they're, it's a wrong choice, I'm afraid. <laughs> you know, you know judgment-free well, zones. Judgment-free um, zones are a thing, but that's not, we are not in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the reason for that is because it's kind of twofold. So one is that I've overwatched friends. I know all the jokes. I know all the punchlines. I know that I know exactly what's coming. So I like say the joke in my mind before they even the characters can even say it. It's just not funny anymore. So whilst I used to be like quite literally rolling on the floor laughing at it before, it just doesn't crack me up the same way it does. And I've even tried to just stop watching it for like a long period of time go back to it and I don't know it's just in my head um which you know it just speaks to how kind of iconic that show is um but how I met your mother it's kind of similar to what like One Tree Hill where it's character driven and it's plot driven and it's it's got like a journey that the characters go through and they evolve and change it you know Friends is like one of those sitcoms where the characters kind of reset a lot they don't develop whereas How I Met Your Mother I feel like it's got more heart to it so that's why, as I get older, How I Met Your Mother, I feel like that's that's this kind of second reason I prefer it. And then, um, then I like Modern Family, such a good show, like, so again, good, so well written, so, so good. good. Um, and then Broadchurch, but just the first season. And I actually wanted to re- recommend that to Magdalena. I feel like she'd love that because I chopped that for People versus OJ, and I know that was on hers. Um, and then a newcomer, which I haven't finished, but I think is going to be there for a long time, is Sopranos. Um, kind of put off watching that for a long time, but it, it's really good. It's kind of worth the hype. So I, was, I was talking about Sopranos only yesterday, literally last night. Uh, I've never seen it, never watched it. It's like six seasons, isn't it? And I'm thinking, yep. why the hell haven't I watched it? It's actually the number one rated TV show out of like it's it's number one out of like the top 100 rated tv shows um of all time and i've never watched it what about have you seen it simon i haven't not only have i not seen the sopranos i haven't seen how i met your mother i haven't seen broad church and was what was the what was the other one how i met your mother you can just leave to one side don't worry about that one <laughs> i haven't seen the wire I think you either. would like yeah Wait, who? The other you one was Bond Family. Oh, um, well, yeah, I haven't seen that either. Are you saying okay. you think Dom would like How I Met Your Mother? Well, Dom clearly hates it. <laughs> All right, okay. uh, Simon, I think you'd like it. <laughs> okay, probably, yeah. But no, I haven't. I haven't seen The Sopranos. I think I tried to watch the first episode once, and um, I don't know maybe I was too young for it. So I think it's quite like slow, isn't it? So I'd probably appreciate it now. But it came out when we were like twelve slash thirteen. So uh, because uh, this is the exact conversation I had yesterday as well is I came out when I was 12, 13. So I, I didn't really 
pay much attention. I think it's probably a bit bit young for it. But now I'd probably love it because I was talking about the West Wing as well. People absolutely love the West Wing, and it's you know the kind of program I'd be interested in. But I've I've never ever seen it, so I need to kind of jump on that bandwagon as well. Crystal, have you seen The Sopranos? I haven't. Something tells me you don't want to either. <laughs> I don't want to. I knew it. I could tell. <laughs> well, modern Family, everybody has to get on Modern Family. It's brilliant. Definitely. Just for Phil. Just for Cam. Just for Phil. Just I completely Phil. agree. Phil's... Ty Burrell is brilliant. Oh, I love him. Absolutely love him. Is is that Ed O'Neill's character? No, yeah. uh, it's Ty Burrell. But Ed O'Neill's great in it too. All of the actors in it are like so good, like especially the adult actors, but even Ed, like the kid actors, so good. Yeah, Ed O'Neill's uh, plays Jay, and he's uh, just a grumpy old man to be honest, but he's hilarious as well. Pretty much. I just I love him from Little Giants, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and Wayne's World. His cameo in Wayne's World. Uh, which we have to do on the mighty 90s at some point. That has to happen. Um, Crystal, who is your favourite character in One Tree Hill and which is your favourite season? Uh, I feel like I have a generic answer, but it's Brooke and season three is my favourite. We're about to start tonight. Um, What is it about Brooke that, you know, that you identify with or you're drawn to? Um, I'd have to think about. It. <laughs> oh, so maybe maybe words are not needed. Maybe it's just like you know, it's like when the first time I saw Chad. I'm not even talking about Lucas. I'm talking about Chad. The first time I seen him, there were no words. I was like, "That's me. That's American <laughs> me." So I get it. I've got. I've got a. Oh, go on. Go on, Crystal. You go first. It's because uh, I can say, but I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm trying to think of something that I can say. <laughs> that that makes sense. Because her character really develops, doesn't it? We can say that, Dom. <laughs> here's, a, here's a slightly different question uh, for you, Crystal. If you could remove one of the characters from One Tree Hill that we've met so far, because obviously I haven't met everyone, uh, still seven seasons to go who would you remove who would you wipe off the face of one tree hill history felix for sure good answer great answer so honey you're gonna get the same question but you're not allowed to say felix <laughs> see i couldn't come up with one but then i was like of course felix um <laughs> you know what going with the well anna has so much to add with her storyline but then apart from that I don't know what else she brings, but then I think that storyline is so important. Um, just assume that the storylines would continue just with someone else. Just but someone can, else, yeah. Anna, you, can she's wipe, gone. you can wipe them off the face of the of One Tree Hill history. Just, just oh, to then. just to clarify, then Tahani, because this I think this is important. You want Anna to go, but Skankor Nikki is fine. She's fine to stay. Nikki's needed though to to push that drama between Jake and Peyton, right? Um, and Nikki has some some great one-liners as well, especially like when her and Peyton go at it, and then Brooke's there, the bitchiness that comes out of all of them. It's it's pretty funny. 
she yeah she has a good, good moments. she has some good lines in this episode actually doesn't she that we can uh we can talk about um do you know do you know what so have you guys seen dawson's creek oh you're watching it on you tahani i'm watching it yeah have, have you seen up to where i've seen up to have you, are you so. you're beyond you've seen, seen three early episodes okay uh, crystal have you seen dawson's creek I've seen a few episodes in season one, but I I couldn't get into it. But I'm gonna try again one day. It, it's good. It's good. All, all I'll say is the to not spoil anything too much. But some of Anna's storylines is uh, completely ripped off from Dawson's Creek, like completely, like as in so much, like with things with lockers and all kinds of things it's crazy like it's it's plagiarism pretty much but actually i think dawson's creek did that storyline better i've said it okay said it um yeah i completely agree but so but it's kind of crazy thinking about that storyline now because i'm not saying it takes any weight away from it but it's just like oh actually um yeah it was kind of i mean maybe they shared writers but even so it's like pretty obvious recycling but but yeah well dom who would you remove that's a really good question i really wanted to just go lucas just as a as a little <laughs> as a little wind up but um it's difficult isn't it it's quite hard to to pinpoint someone because yeah i mean you could go with someone like karen karen is a but she's kind of like a staple need at certain points so oh actually i've got the perfect one for me Chris Keller, he can he can go. He's got he's got to go. He's dreadful. <laughs> I, I love him. He is great in this episode as well. Is yours Nikki then? No, because for the same reason, I like her and what she creates. Like you know, dumb. yeah, I like the antagonist. Um, if I was being real, 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 I would probably say Peyton. <laughs> Gone for like a proper main character. <laughs> you said the storylines would still exist. Well, come on, like we all picked like subsets of <laughs> like real, real characters. Well, I'm not going to apologize for having courage. Um, oh, shit. get rid of Haley as well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Tahani, what is your who's your favorite character and favorite season? So, like I said, I'm so protective over all of them, but favourite character overall has to be Dan. Um, I just love the trajectory of his character. And I, I I know Lucas is, like, the protagonist. He's he's the main character, arguably, again. But I think you could argue it's Dan because he is the instigator of everything that happens. Um, and if you kind of... No spoilers, but if you look at it as his journey, it, it's a really... I think it's an interesting way of looking at it. Um and then do you say favorite, favorite season? Mm-hmm. Three and five, for sure. Um, I can't pick between the two. Mm. Three is just a classic. You'll see, Dom. Just wait. <laughs> um, and then five, I, I really like the direction they take the show when they get to season five. I'm, I'm actually quite anxious about getting into season three. Like Literally, from, from the watch-along that we're going to do tonight, we're going to finish this this will sign off season two that's season two done gone we smashed through 45 episodes we're then gonna get 
to season three and people are messaging me. They're saying season three is coming. You're going to love it. This is the one. This is it. If anything goes below an eight, Maureen attacking me, she's going to find me, that sort of thing. It's it's terrible. T- terrible? Terrifying. Uh, um, I'm anxious. So scared you're mixing your words. Yeah, exactly. I can't even talk. You know, red dots everywhere. <laughs> the, this season is... I, I I think it's fair to say that I know you pretty well, Dom, right? I yeah, believe. sure. I mean, it's been about 30 years, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so... I am confident, I am confident that you are going to really enjoy this season. And there's a particular episode that I am, like, I have zero doubts that you're going to really like it. So uh, this this is the season that got me into playing basketball. Like, this is, there's a spoiler, (laughs) basketball's back. (laughs) No, you you have told me that, like, it it kind of follows off seasons on seasons that's so like, i was expecting more basketball in the next season anyway so that's fine i'm looking forward on um, what are, there's a couple things that we need to look out for in this season the first one is that the composer changes so from tonight's watch along we're gonna get john nordstrom he does the music so the previous composer it was all synthesized and done on a computer and from now on it's all live instruments and you know it, I've, you know it's orchestras not orchestras, but he has he has he has composed an orchestra. You'll be able to listen to it in about three or four years, but um, <laughs> but he's going to come back, like I said. Um, and then also, what I personally want to try and see is I want to try and pinpoint the exact the moment, the episode that made me go to the sports shop and buy like a very cheap basketball and go to the local park, which is an odd thing in the UK. You know, most parks have a basketball hoop, but no one uses it, you know? So uh, actually the game with the basketball hoops in the UK is to see if you can kick the football for it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but there, it's somewhere in season three or four, maybe I think it's in season three. So um, cause that is kind of a momentous thing. It like impacted on my career and, you know all kinds of things so it's uh yeah i'm looking forward to getting to that uh, um well right before we go last question to each of you and then we'll get into into one tree hill into this episode crystal favorite bad movie that you love i'm gonna have to go with twilight i, I fell into that um to those films when I was younger and I know a lot of people kind of laugh at when when I mention those but yeah th- that's my choice <laughs> they're solid my wife like loved their movies when we first met um so yeah I went to see the second one with her at the cinema I think and it was like like opening weekend and every time is it Jacob is like the wolf one right yes every time he'd come on screen and like take his shirt off like the women in there were losing their minds (laughs) yeah i remember going to like a midnight premiere for eclipse and it was hard to stay awake but because i'm an early bird (laughs) i mean i go to sleep early i wake up early but yeah and were you team edward or team jacob team edward Nice, nice. <laughs> and Tahani, same question. Um, monster in law. 
So it's J-Lo in all her sort of noughties glory. 2005, that was like peak J-Lo, right? Um, and then Jane Fonda, and it's just hilarious. And it's probably like one of the worst written movies ever, but it's it's cracks me up. It's so funny. I, I know that film. When I used to work in Blockbuster, I think that was like around. <laughs> I remember seeing it on the shelves there. So that's a good one. Dom, do you have one? Um, Demolition Man always comes to mind. Shut the fuck up. That is not a bad film. <laughs> that is an amazing film. How dare you? It's a dreadful film, but it's a great one to watch. It's dreadfully amazing. How could you? <laughs> Sandra Bullock is awful in it. I Sylvester it. Stallone is awful in everything. It's um, right here on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. I invested. <laughs> it's, it's dreadfully awful, but great. <laughs> okay, I'll let you off. Um, <laughs> what, have you got one? Uh, I'm going to go with... <laughs> Just looking. I have so many. <laughs> I would also pick like any sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger film that is like potentially a kid's film that's like either PG or 12. So like, is it like Jingle All The Way? <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, that's classic as well. They're, they're classic and they're great and I'd love to watch them, but they're pretty, pretty awful, aren't they? Yeah. Like Kindergarten Cop. Again, a great film. Happily watch that every every Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Do you know what I mean? But they're pretty bad, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say uh, it's probably Mr. Deeds. Have I said that one already? I think I might have. I think so, yeah. Just name an Adam Son, the film that people hate, and I love it, I'm sure. <laughs> <So>. Wedding Singer. <laughs> that, what the? That I'm is kidding. a. I, I'm, I love The Wedding Singer. It's a great film. Jeez. I think that's Adam Son's best film. Have you seen Funny People? No. I think you put that on the list. That's um, from like 2009, I think. It's with Seth Rogen. I think that's his best film. Okay. So I'll try it. Put it out there. <laughs> okay, right. Well, let's dive on into this double feature, back-to-back finale episodes. Crystal, who do we want to start with? Give us a character and we're going to follow them through two episodes. It's going to be crazy. Lucas. We can start with Lucas. Ooh, where where does Lucas begin in, in the first one? Mm, well, I do have to say that the, like the beginning, there's, there's lots of the cast. It's like, it's great. So Lucas is uh, hanging out on the rooftop of Karen's Cafe where him and Haley used to play golf. So there's just a little snippet of him there. And then I think where he really has has lines is when they're in class and the, the teacher is giving him their English final where they have to write an essay. And... Um, The essay is about loss, right? They've got to write an essay about um, Shaw's quote about about loss. Right. There are two tragedies in life. One is to lose your heart's desire and the other is to gain it. They have to write an essay on that. <laughs> which is which is great. They never did stuff like that in school, in my school. Like that's like some profound stuff. That's really cool. Well, and I guess it that part it 
culminates in him taking a road trip with Brooke to go and see Haley in New York, New York, because <laughs> they're clearly doing a little bit of, um, oh, let's put a horse and carriage in this park and pretend it's New York and do an exterior of like the Plaza Hotel and whatever. But we appreciate him. And he talked Brooke into going on to, onto this road trip. Uh, Tahani, what did you make of this? So I, I think it was really interesting what he said to Brooke in the car. So obviously Brooke is kind of insinuating that he's going to talk about the loss of Peyton and how he supposedly lost this great love in his life. And then he's like, no, I actually lost myself. Um, and I thought that was really interesting and quite a profound thought, actually, from Lucas. You shouldn't be surprised. He's the best character. Dom, <laughs> what did you think? Lucas has quite uh, an interesting journey in this one. I mean, I mean, like, not literal journey, but metaphorical journey. And uh, nothing will ever solidify my um, thoughts and how convinced I am that his one true love is Haley and and their connection. This episode has, has basically made that a true thing for me now. He looks over at the the empty desk. He's pining for her. There's, there's what they, you know, forgetting the car journey, that's because that's just awkwardness and, and weirdness with Brooke and talking about Peyton and stuff. But when they get to to see Haley and she's being tickled by that horrendous mess that is Chris Keller and like they're like play fighting or whatever it is, it, it's just that conversation that when that ends and she's like, Lucas, I'm not like with Chris or we were just messing around and he goes, oh, like we used to do which just implies to me that they used to do that and then it became something more. And then at some point they, they had to decide to, to, to stop because they didn't want to ruin the friendship or, or you, know, you know, make it complicated. So to me, to me, it just shouts, this is just a massive signal that there was always something more between them. Well, Crystal, when you watched it for the first time, you know, if you can sort of recall, did you think that Lucas and Haley? had a connection like can you see where Dom's coming from so when I watched the pilot they I or I I think it's in the pilot or in the very early season in the very early season of of season one um they have a scene where um like they're sitting in the cafe and they're really close and I think Nathan has has just like hurt Haley somehow and uh, Lucas is like, like they're they're just really close. And I just remember that I did I wanted them to kiss, but it didn't happen. And and when once I saw that that wasn't going to happen, I I kind of got over that. But yeah, I did see it in the very beginning. But Dom just will not let it go. He holds on hope is it hope is that what you want to happen uh in a in a way yeah because i I kind of want to be right but i also (laughs) you know i I think as a pairing as a matching from from beginning to now well other than the whole like leaving and Haley being a bit of a douchebag in the season but uh, other than that they've been like a really good couple a good pairing um so yeah i think i think i would in your in your phrasing ship that more than more than anything else great we will find out my man we will find out 
Uh, so they talk. Lucas basically saying that he basically like coming down on her for, you know, what she's been doing sort of a bit judgmental. Chris Keller has maybe my favorite line of the whole thing. When Lucas is in uh, that Lucas sort of is about to leave when he's like playing the, the guitar in his room. And it's just like, Hey Lucas, good to see you, buddy. <laughs> Whatever he says. It's so great. Like the sarcasm. I don't know how you don't find that funny, Dom. It's just because I find him very irritating. I'm sure. I, I'm sure there'll be points where I will find him. That actually, I laughed at one point during the watch along. Something, something that um, Chris said, but I can't remember what it is now. So there was something that I found funny that he said, but I just find him. It's, it's just a bit much for me. Characters like that, I just think, oh, there's no need. <laughs> Maybe it's because it reminds me of someone in my life, and I just think I hated that person. It's me, isn't it? <laughs> You're nowhere near that obnoxious. <laughs> but yet still part, so that's okay. <laughs> There's an element. As long as it's not Jake levels, water and lime in a strip club obnoxious, then it's okay. <laughs> well, uh, Tahani, where does Lucas go from here? So I think Lucas and Haley take a walk in the park um, and they're having kind of these deep discussions about... Um, why Haley's there and, and Luke's kind of says to her something along the lines of like you stood by me when I left the river court even though you didn't understand it so even though I don't get it I'm gonna stick by you um and I've missed this Lucas and Haley friendship a lot like I think it's been missing and I think that's part of why season two is hard to get through like people miss Naley but people also miss that Lucas and Haley friendship I don't think Anna cuts it um as far as sort of Lucas goes um and but I think actually it's written really well in that they keep Kaylee out because I think that makes us miss her too. Because if we had phone conversations between her and Lucas the whole time, or if we saw her, I don't think we had sort of sensed that that missing presence. Um, so yeah, I actually really like. I think it was well shot. I don't know if it was like intentional or not, but it, I think it worked out. And Crystal, what what did you uh, had like? What did you think of? of this dynamic like returning and uh you know getting the lucas and Haley moments back oh yeah it's really nice um they have such a good friendship um and i mean you can tell it's 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 just they they support each other no matter what and that's really what you look for in a friend you know and they definitely have that for sure. And when you think about this now, Dom, when like Tahani there was just before that was just mentioning about um, like Anna, do you think how long ago that feels like when like the dare night and, you know, doing the pictures and the photo booth and everything? I mean, when you think of it that way, has season two felt like a longer season than season one? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of it feels like elongated doesn't it like a lot more stretched out um there's so many different turns and twists in this season and and different plot lines and they all interweave with one one another and in season one it was fairly linear it was fairly like this is this five like group of kids this is this like group of adults they they touch like in terms of storylines slightly and then we get through the rest of the season you know, with them progressing. And then in season two, it's like crazy. It's like all over the place. It's a, 
a pure like jumble of storylines coming in and out and there's a lot to keep on top of and and try and remember specifically if you do a podcast about it <laughs> um and i i think season three will probably be much the same that there's just going to be more elements thrown at you i think um you know i'd mentioned cooper cooper will like appear and probably be a staple character uh for some time and kind of replace that jake element maybe that karen element there's there's got to be somewhere where this character is introduced he's been introduced for a reason in my eyes so he's going to be introduced again and there's going to be a bit of longevity with with the character so he's got to fill the void of whoever he's replacing you know whether that be karen andy anyone who's just you know recently left jake you know that sort of thing um, I'm, I'm quite looking forward i'm really really eager to to kind of see where what direction it takes and to get back into the sport I think because we haven't been focusing on the sport, we've been focusing on everything like off the court, haven't we? It's like all the relationships and the awkwardness and the interweaving. I'm still really upset that there was a mention of the letter the other week and there was no content. There was nothing. Uh, I really love it if that letter was just like Lucas writing out how much he loves Haley and just like, here you go, girls, read that. Um, but I, I hope we find out. The last episode of season nine, if that's when we find out, I can die happy. <laughs> Excellent. Good to know. <laughs> I make sure it's written on your gravestone. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's um you had many points in there, but I, I you kept saying new ones, so I forgot the old ones. So don't worry about it. What can you do? Um <laughs> I, I think <laughs> the se- season the in season two i think i mentioned this at the beginning of season two but it'd be interesting you know to remind you for context but when they were going into season two they would they changed the direction of the show and the tone to to target more of the female demographic like this is what was the agenda this is what people have said behind the scenes on like dvd extras and things and so they took the sport element out of it because they thought that that was um you know more leaning towards like a male audience i guess and then i think what they learn is that actually they need that perfect blend and uh and the sport i think with basketball it kind of focuses everything it gives this central piece that then all these other characters can sort of revolve around like we've always we've got a game we've got this we've got that we've got training we've got whatever and we started to get some of that with nathan in here um and also it was like competing with like the OC as well. Um, so yeah, I definitely prefer it when the sport's in there, not because I'm trying to be like a typical, like, you know, male, uh, because I love it when the basketball's not there either, but I think it works better for the function of the show. Crystal, you enjoy it more when the basketball is in or out? In for sure. It gives you something more to to look at it throws in more dynamics yeah for sure and tahani you prefer it with with the sport element yeah way more i, I really miss the basketball this season i do think season two lacks it and like just seeing nathan playing basketball this at the end of like sort of in these two episodes i think that's why these two like that's part of the reason why these two are some of the best in this kind of lacking season um and it's like oh women do like sport or girls do like sport believe it or not i think it's just an excuse they gave like to kind of back up maybe ratings fell or whatever yeah that makes sense um 
but yeah i mean it's stupid either way isn't it <laughs> like you know there's uh there's plenty of uh you know shows that you that you wouldn't expect uh you know people to watch that they do such as when my wife moved, my wife and i moved into our current house we didn't have um tv or anything set up for a while so we only had like netflix for you know the first week via like hot spotting from phones or something i can't remember so we all we had was netflix and we watched in an entire season of uh Ru- rupaul's drag race and i loved it <laughs> i <laughs> couldn't get enough of it it was amazing dom have you ever given it a go maybe that should be on your list i haven't actually it was it was in the top 100 list i think it was like 80 something or 70 something you know but actually it's it's made it into that out of all the tv shows that have been made so sure it's, why not it's actually really good <laughs> i really liked it i've never really i don't really know i mean i i get the concept of drag and the but i don't really know what it what the basis of the show is well the show is like it's like a uh american idol x factors type situation they're like competing by doing like the catwalk you know i was gonna say is it like a like a runway kind of show yeah yeah but it's good. It's drama. It's difficult. This is is a hard thing. Crystal, have you ever ever watched it? I have. It's you really like good. It? Yeah, it's really good. Like you said, there's you know like drama, cat fights, also, and that. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> drama girl. Da, 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 da. <laughs> face 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 give me face lots of <laughs> okay anyway tahani you watched it i've never seen it <laughs> i think it's on the list though i think i'd like it yeah it's good dom get involved we'll it's podcast it of uh watched to not watched so me and tahani <laughs> gotta go and watch it well wait tahani tell us before we go go on here you have the same microphone that Dom and I have, and there's a, you said there's a story behind it. Where, how did this microphone come about? What's the situation? All right, so um, I mentioned that I got back into One Tree Hill uh, after sort of like wanting to savor it at the beginning of sort of beginning of lockdown, I think it was, and then my Amazon Prime was about to run out as well. So and it was on Amazon at the time, so um, I got into the show and I had pretty much the same story as you, Simon, where I was like this show deserves a new podcast. Um, so basically what happened was I was going through the show, I was watching along and I was already into podcasting. Um, I was already into podcasts and I, I go through them like like nobody's business because um, like I do a lot of walks and sometimes like when I'm working out, I'll listen to them. Um, and then that's when I found, so I was around like season five, season six and I found Treehill Talk, caught up on that. And then I, but, and then I listened to Rivercourt and then I listened to another uh, one Tree Hill podcast that I won't name. Didn't listen to all of that, but shall you not name it here. because it doesn't exist. That's why. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's no, there's no One Tree Hill podcast with any of the cast. That doesn't exist either. Don't worry about that. It's just DVD extras. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I got to a point, and I was like, okay. So these podcasts have been finished for a while. I, I want to do a One Tree Hill podcast. So I was like trying to recruit and there's this one friend of mine who I know would love One Tree Hill um but it's never watched it and I was just trying to convince him I was like this is your show we can do a podcast about it. it's going to be amazing um and lo and behold like my cookies just brought up 
Ravens. Um, and I think you guys are just, I don't even know if you'd released an episode. I don't even know if you've had your bonus episode, um, like the like the original out. And I think it was coming out. So I was like, oh. and then another one came up as well. And I was like, okay, people have got there first. Um, I got to say, I'm so glad you guys did. I feel like you've created such a great space in the fandom. Like you're creating like a really great community around it. So you know, I hold my hands up. It's all yours. Like, I love it. I love being part of it. And like, I feel like I get to live vicariously through it anyway, because I think the reason I wanted to do it was because I wanted to have those conversations around the show. Um, and you guys are doing that now and I get to, to take part in that and it's happening live. So that's awesome. Um, but I still want to do a podcast. I just have no idea what it's going to be on. But I figured if I order the mic, then the idea will be manifested. I'm going to do an amazing podcast. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. So that's the story behind the mic. Plus, wanted to be professional for this, which is not working out so well because I've cut out like five times. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome. All of that is awesome. I mean, do you know? So uh, this is so this is this would go on to be one of the things on my list. Or I mean, I guess. Do we have a collective list, Dom? Not one that we've spoken about. I think we've hit all of the thing, all of the targets on our like podcasting list already of like what we would have. It's gone way beyond what we'd have hoped to have achieved. Um, but I, I do have a couple more things on my personal list that I want to like do within podcasting before hanging up the mic, so to speak. And one of them would be to something that that we have done to inspire someone else to do it themselves like that they so if someone listened to it and thought oh that sounds like a lot of fun i want to do that too um that would be like the ultimate compliment i'm not saying you weren't saying that you were saying he was you know he wanted to do it and then we were just like a week earlier or something but um what what my point is is i'm all for people doing one tree hill podcasts as well um and maybe we could pass the torch on you know like how lex and Liz and michelle did for us at the beginning and they came on and you know sort of theoretically hypothetically sorry passed the gauntlet over i would love to do that for somebody else as well because you can never have too many conversations about this everyone has different perspectives and i would be the first subscriber to listen to your podcast so um yeah i think you should still do it from 2025 <laughs> you literally beat me to it as well like, absolutely <laughs> what a great sentiment definitely the you know the, the right choice you should do it go for it from 2025 <laughs> yeah. don't you dare start until then put the mic away yeah <laughs> but what the, the t I, I will say that tv shows is the way to go because podcast the the thing that i enjoy about podcasting is talking um and talking the dom and then talking to you know like you said talking to everyone within our community it's the best like creating new friendships crystal i feel like we're friends and like the the reality and something that's quite sad um i haven't even said this to dom much before but my friend list is incredibly small it used to be quite large like not like as in I was like super popular or anything, but I used to have an average amount of friends, right? And then as I've gone through adulthood and things, all these things kind of kick in. Difference in politics, different in just gen. Generally, it's just beliefs on how people are being treated, right? And oppression and racism and all these other things. That there's people that I just I can't stand for that, so I just cut them, cut them out. 
and my list is incredibly short <laughs> um so i like the idea of making new like-minded friends that have good vibes and good energy and i never expected that to come from this um as much as it's enhanced my friendship even further with dom which is an amazing thing um but it's nice to meet everyone you know and and have that and hopefully we can be facilitating that for other people as well but tv shows are great because you can have all these side conversations but you've got this central point that you are talking about so i would 100 suggest doing a tv show of some sort and then doing this the same format i think is really cool you know someone that hasn't seen it and that has or you know or whatever it is that you want to do like we we'd love to help promote whatever you do you know, on our podcast and, uh, you know, try and shed some, some light. That would be awesome. I'll let you know if, and when it's up and running, plug, plug, plug. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, Crystal, how did you get into podcasts? Like into listening to podcasts? Like how did you, have you listened to like all the other One Tree Hill podcasts as well? No. Yeah. We're my first One Tree Hill podcast. I did. (laughs) <laughs> I did follow the Tree Hill Talk. I kind of was thinking of, of listening to it. Um, but and that's how I found out about you you two was because they announced y'all on their page and then and, and I was like, oh, this is new, this is a new podcast. Okay. And then um when COVID hit, I was doing a lot of commuting because we we were able to work from home and my hometown is is pretty far away from where I live. And um uh, I just loved how long your your podcasts were and Y'all kept me entertained going back and forth. And uh, I think this is, I think the, 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 these podcasts are really cool. Like, um, I mean, I'm meeting, uh, you know, people all, all over the world. Like, y'all talk to people from Australia and it, it's neat. I and mean, it's kind of getting me out of my, my little bubble that I've, that I've created. <laughs> so it's neat. I like it. That, that's really cool. And yeah, I think we're just all having this experience it's kind of cool to be able to share it and i think we didn't when we started it we didn't think that that's what patreon and having that platform would do like we just it just seemed like that's what we're supposed to do that's like the steps to having a podcast you do this and you do a patreon and you have the dream of imagine imagine if it was really successful and we could just do this for a living we could quit our jobs and whatever um but we never thought that it would be like a place where we can have all of this it's like come out of it's just it's just been a beautiful surprise that i was thinking about this earlier as well about how like i say often that i like cry watching things and quite an emotional person i kind of hit my late 20s and became quite in, in tune with them you could say and i'm quite scared that i might cry on the podcast on the last episode and we all know that dom will cry at nothing like Tani, when do you yeah. look at Dom's face? Do you can you ever imagine tears on it? Or well, the way you sell him is like a cold-hearted being. <laughs> I don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> um, no, well, now I'm talking to him sort of face to face. Yeah, you've got a very like happy-go-lucky, jolly face, actually, Dom. You do look like <laughs> I can't imagine you crying, but I, I love crying at TV shows. Um, I feel like it's so cathartic. I feel like you're missing out, Dom. So Wilmington 2025, we're going to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Someone stab him in the leg. 
Uh, Crystal, do you cry at things? Absolutely. I cry at everything. I'm very emotional. I cry at weddings. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> but I'm human, you know. For sure. I, I, I've, I've cried in the car at songs like Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> I'll cry at that in the car. But it's a sweet thing. So I'm thinking about my wife and I'm thinking like, you know, that's Put right. Bonnie back in the box. <laughs> that's what you're thinking of. You're not thinking of your wife. You're thinking of Conair. Shut up. You're such a liar. I'm thinking, thinking about Nicolas my wife. Cage. Bollocks. You're thinking about stupid Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> there it is. Maybe <laughs> you can see, but us for. But Simon is showing us this giant picture of Nicolas Cage on his wall. <laughs> Doesn't everyone have one? <laughs> I'm well, thinking about my wife. Such a lie. <laughs> I do. I do. I think about her. It's true. That's sweet, really. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> one tree hill you should do a dawson's creek podcast to honey like as in an episode by like a full-on one because it's kind of similar and then when we're and then in 2025 you can bin it off and start one tree hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean cape side chats is great i'm loving that with you and lex um i don't know i don't know if i like dawson's creek enough um i loved it season one i loved and then season two I like the new characters. I like the, the direction they took it. And now season three, I'm a bit unsure. And there's little bits of it. I feel like One Tree Hill, I forgive because I watched it when I was, for the first time when I was younger. So the crazy stuff that happens in it, it's all, it's got nostalgia attached to it. So I'm just like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. This happens to everyone. People, you know, set dealerships on fire and get married at 16 and all this. Um, but Dawson's Creek, the, the bits that are a bit ridiculous, I don't know. But maybe, maybe, we'll see you're seeing it with like adult from an adult perspective i get that i get that well um yeah you'll find it fight you'll find the show fight one like yeah one of the you did you definitely have to love it i think that's definitely true because you end up spending so much time talking about it but yeah we look forward to it we know you'll have the best t-shirt designs anyway so (laughs) if they ever come out (laughs) right right well okay so Lucas, so right, he, first half he kind of has this Haley stuff, and then in the second half it's kind of all about the Dan stuff, right? Like him and Andy, and the, and them trying to get the ledger, and Nathan trust issues surrounding whether you know Nathan asked him to stop, but he's continuing to do it, you know, to pry into Dan's business. I mean, I think if we have to sort of talk about it in a bit more general terms like this, because it's going to be, you know, hard to, to go through all the specifics. But I mean, Crystal, when we're talking about Lucas doing this stuff with Dan and Andy, etc. I mean, what what did you make of it? Or were you a fan of this storyline? Yeah, because I mean, it, it kind of exposes Dan, you know, like it kind of, you know, I mean, we know that Dan is, is, is a bad person, but it, it kind of you kind of see a more layered, even more layers. Like it just makes you hate him even more, you know? Uh, yes, you do. But hate him, but also love him. Like his stuff with Karen, when he's like, you could call it passion. And he like kisses her and stuff, which I mean, look, this, this is sexual harassment, you know, we can call it what it is, but it's brilliant, Dom. 
it's so like you have to say it's bold don't you because there's there's no other way to describe it in the middle of the day in front of customers in front of staff all sorts and he's just going oh you know it's it could be passion grab kiss windows getting smashed i loved the window smashing and i said on a watch on the watch along i want this to become a thing i want the window smashing to become a thing every season that window needs to be destroyed at least twice uh for it to be a, you know even just a good season <laughs> I, I, you know but dan dan is a just in general in this in this episode in these two episodes was just um brilliantly brutal at some points and very calculated and you can't help but feel that he's um a bit of an evil genius as well because he's quick on like thinking on his feet you know and and coming up with ruses you could see how well i'll go into it a little bit but you could see how frustrated and upset that deb had the ledger he was angry because this actually means something and then at the end it's just that pure twist of oh it was a test and I've been testing you all along and you failed and you're not going to get anything from me now. You're you're I'm done with you. You're out of my life. And that was a really, really, really quick flip around for me. I don't think that was ever the plan, but it had to become the plan. Um, because th- there is something important in that, in that ledger, there is some sort of fraud. Cause he even, he even says to Deb, you own the business. What a great twist as well. You own the business. So you want to aim all over it. I'm just like the face of the company you're the you're the actual you know name at the bottom of the page so yeah very clever very clever he also he has like the perfect voice I've said this so many times but I don't know if it's like if I'm getting it across like he's like he he, we can go like low and it's so (laughs) perfect getting it everyone (laughs) you're not listening to what I'm saying and he says stuff like um you know um what does he say to whitey he says like get you know game on old man or something like that or whatever and it's like you know gonna put you in a pine box and whatever but he goes into this like lower register and it's so like menacing it's uh it's perfect and <laughs> the then all the eye thing <laughs> oh the eye blinking when he blinks white like <laughs> oh it would have been brilliant if white he just punched him a little bit but oh well, that was quality that's hilarious and with the with the uh, smashing the window, Karen's uh, deported. <laughs> that is my favourite line. And every time you guys were like calling Karen like a pushover in season one, I was like, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> scream deported and smash that window in. <laughs> but I love Karen. Um, yeah, I think she's brilliant. And I, I love that that. And the look on her face when she smashes smashes that window and she is like absolutely fuming. And I think Moira Kelly really sells it. She's not in these two episodes that much, but she's so good when she is. Definitely. That's a pure rage, isn't it? She's a great actress for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, Crystal, how do you feel about Moira Kelly as as an actress, as, uh, you know, performing in, as Karen? She's really good. Um she she has that she has like that look no yeah she looks she looks like she looks like the the quintessential has- sort of like mum but can also turn into like you know the the rage the sadness she can sort of do all the emotions right exactly that's how you feel dom yeah she she definitely has 
good range. Um, it's not expressed as often as you'd probably hope. And, and I think season two has been like the season for Karen to kind of come out of her shell a little bit more and, and develop as a character, partly because she's not having a baby in real life, that, mm-hmm. you know, because she disappeared for, for the majority uh, of, of season one, which, well, I say the majority, but it was like six episodes. So, you know, fair play to, to Moira Kelly for being able to come back so quickly after having a baby. That's like amazing. Um, it sort of shows resilience from a from an actor point of view as well, and that she's like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my baby, and then I've got to get like back into work and managing that life. You know, Simon, you're gonna know better than I do because you have a a baby, um, and you're gonna understand how difficult and challenging that is to then have to you know be on set all the time and you know late shoots and stuff like that. So yeah, she's She's really um, shown over the last two seasons the the kind of metal that she's made of. So impressed. I think that brings a lot to the show, like the sort of caliber of the performances, because you could cast different people as these characters and they, it just wouldn't be the same. Like however good the writing is, which I think is really good. I mean, I've said this on the last couple of episodes, um, but I have to re have to keep saying it. I get sh- I'm just like so surprised with the Drama Queens podcast how often they're going at like the writing of the show. Like I I can like I say every time I understand that um, we're talking about Mark Schwann and other people. You know that are horrendous c words. Then yeah, totally get it. Well, I don't get it because it hasn't happened to me. But I I could. I understand the perspective it didn't happen to me but you could perceive that one would feel like that but generally speaking you know there the show is well written you know it's part of why people love it and um I'd be interested if there's I think there's so much fandom for that podcast and people are kind of blinded by like oh it's got you know the three you know main people in it you know the female actors in it and they're a bit blinded by actually they don't even talk about the episode too much. Like I love it. I'm not trying to detract from it. I listen to it every Monday as soon as it comes out. But like Dom says, it is a lot, it is kind of like more about the behind the scenes stuff. They just had Lee Norris on there and his he was great. But they're talking about how they got cast and whatever. Like they barely touched on that episode, which was a great episode. Um just as a quick question, sorry, because I can't listen, I'm not allowed to listen to it do they is it advertised as as the episode is that the episode is the the title of their episode the episode title from the show that sort of thing or how how does it work the title isn't the title uh but it is episode three based on episode three you know but they give it their own title of like what something a reference that they've said about it but yeah each episode is based on an episode and it's the same thing they watch it and then they do the podcast about it but they don't talk about like the cat what the characters go through really they don't they talk about the actors and they but they don't even talk really about the storylines um again i really enjoy it but it's yeah and this is i guess it's part of the reason why you could have a million different one tree hill podcasts because part of me is like well i'd love to hear chad james and paul have a podcast and hear their perspective i'd love to hear you know, Barry Corbin, Craig Sheffer and Moira Kelly or, you know, like all different kind of mixtures. Uh, Crystal, have you listened to Drama Queens? 
I have. What's your what's your reaction from the first three episodes? I I like it. I mean, but I think I'm caught up in the in the like you said the it's the the orig the the three originals, you know. So I'm kind of blindsided. <laughs> I mean, I can see where you're coming from, well, and uh, you know the the little extra details that 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 they give because they were there. That's okay. That's that's kind of, I suppose, you, you guys, you three are who they're aiming that at. You're you're massive fans of the show. You're um, like, I don't want to say the word obsessed, but you, you know, you know it inside and out. And what you want to get from this podcast that they're doing and, and get from them is the bits you don't know. That's that's what it's all about, and and you know that's what you have to appreciate, and that's kind of why I joke about the DVD extras and stuff like that, because that's exactly what it is. Is This is the insight that you don't know, that you don't see. So the, the, our podcast is talking about the episode, bit of explanation, and, you know, my outlandish kind of predictions as to what's going to happen. That's kind of what makes us a little bit different. But their podcast is literally, oh, do you remember when we were filming this and this happened and, you know, this bit set fell on Chad's head and blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of, that's the elements and the bits that, you guys are really keen to find out because you know it so well because you can you can then go oh yeah I remember that episode I remember seeing that oh it's interesting that it fell on his head you know oh great and it's just kind of that's that's kind of what's going to draw you in I suppose yeah for sure and and like I said I say every time I love it but I keep bringing it up as well because so we put out an episode that was a channel update really it was just me and Dom saying we've got uh we've got a second channel mighty raven's gonna house all of our stuff but we also said i also told dom after i'd listened to the first drama queens episode what i thought about it dom that episode is our third most downloaded episode out of 52 and it was only released a couple weeks ago it's like gone that that one episode because it has drama queens in the title it's just gone nuts with the down drama queens in the title of every episode from now on (laughs) (laughs) right well so but my point drama queens (laughs) but my point is is that people are obviously interested in what we have to say on it because they they want to because it says drama queens reaction so i just feel like we should just keep a little tab update of like you know how how it's going um but yeah i think it's really good i think it would just be good if they steered a little bit into talking about what they think of some of the storylines just a little bit more of some of the other characters but just my opinion tahani i'm assuming you're listening to it another group of people that stole your one tree hill podcast idea what do you How think dare they? i mean who are they <laughs> to, to do a one tree hill podcast only the cast um no so i caught up on it for this actually because I I was interested and I wanted to talk about it um but I I had heard sort of those kind of views that they were kind of not being all that positive about the writing and and all these things and I actually think they're contradicting themselves a little bit um because they say that the writing's not great but then they touch upon really poignant moments and 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 then they kind of like they actually talk about why that is such a great moment like uh, they talked about like one of Karen's lines in the first episode where she says that place knows too much. They talked about mainly iconic lines like um, don't say I never gave you anything or your art matters. It's what got me here. But but the point is, is that they're able to break apart those scenes because they are great scenes and they, they resonate with people. And also, um, 
know, in the first couple of episodes and, and a new, like a new series is finding its feet in the first few so I feel like they're kind of going in a bit harsh. Um, yeah, I completely agree. They've obviously had those negative experiences, but there's a lot of writers that were um, writing on One Tree Hill. It, you know, it wasn't just Mark Schwann. And um, I think they're being a bit harsh on it, to be honest. But um, but I am still enjoying it. Like, I think as as women, they're, they're all amazing, sort of the different directions they've gone. And, and it's really interesting to hear their stories. And it's, it's actually really interesting to hear how different they are from their characters. They're almost playing polar opposite so like Dom you don't know this but Sophia Bish like she talks about how she went to a Catholic school and all girls school and and how this was all like so raunchy and crazy to her whereas Bethany Joy Lenz she seems like she's more liberal and it's kind of like they swap places and it really kind of emphasizes like what great actresses um, they actually are um, especially so Sophia Bush and Hilary Burton, it seems like they didn't do much professionally before I think Bethany Joy Lenz did a lot um, but but neither of them two did and I think that's, it's amazing that they came into the show. And I think that, you know, their acting chops it, it really show through considering they barely had any experience beforehand. Um, so it's kind of like, I'm kind of 50-50 about it. Um, but we'll see where it goes. It is interesting to listen to the behind the scenes and everything like that. I think I have also, I wasn't sure if he was going to go then. I, I also have, I think I have, slight resentment to it now as well because i because when i heard lee norris on there i was like he's never gonna come on our podcast now like as in as much as that's a joke it's also true he's uh, he's not gonna do it and like i think some of the like i would imagine because it's like well he would he would go on there and he doesn't want to wants to keep the light there and that's cool i get that but it's also like some of the other like cast members like the big ones like him they probably it's probably going to be pretty impossible for us to get them on the podcast unless we see them in person like in the at the convention right but that's going to be a roll of the dice of who is going to be there you know like we could it could be a roll of the dice and chad's not there and the whole trip's ruined you know (laughs) in terms of like one tree hill fandom and these people's careers you'd think they'd want any any sort of exposure i know we're like small time podcasts but you know at the end of the day they're going to go onto a podcast with three of the main cast and then be forgotten whereas they'd come onto our podcast with two idiots from england (laughs) and and be like stars of the show you know and we've had paul we've had um Barbara you know plus all the others that that have joined us because of the hard work you've put into it and I said it a couple of episodes ago it's easy for them they've got their numbers they worked with them they they're friends with them they know them easy pick up a phone all right Lee jump on this podcast yeah yeah no problem done for for us for you especially because you know you put everything into this you put your like heart and soul into this (laughs) and you work so hard to to get these people on and and that's that's the battle that's the challenge and you know there's the people will appreciate that and love the fact that they can listen to Paul Johansson talk to us because you put so much time and effort into basically convincing him to come on and he was like yeah yeah and he was well up for it and that that's great and he was supportive and he was happy to join us and you know he was you know sharing the message and sharing all, all the information and all the stuff that we've been out on Instagram brilliant it's exactly what we wanted and exactly what we needed but 
these three got it easy. Remember that. <laughs> got, um, that's not a joke. I'm not joking. They've got it easy. It's true. They don't have to put the effort that you put into it in. That's true. It's true. They're they're half hearted if anything. They're part time. They're amateurs. <laughs> 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 they are really good at it as well. That's probably annoying as well. They're all very naturally good. But anyway, right. Let's move forward. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Lucas, where do we even go? It's, it's quite complicated to kind of hit all of the points. Um, maybe let's start with a different character and move in, and then they'll intertwine. Have um, we kind of signed off Dan as well? I mean, except no. There's so the much more to say about Dan, the man. Should we talk about Dan? Or do we want to? Or do we want to wait for like the finale? Talk about oh, yeah. The, the, talk about the end as its own entity, and then we'll like pick on someone else and then like you said they all interweave don't they in this episode dan interweaves with karen deb nathan heavily and a little bit lucas lucas is a mixture of everyone you know yeah go you go tell me tell from us. where from dan or crystal who i was gonna say we could uh finish with brooke i just want to say that i was pretty i was kind of frustrated with her in this episode because she kept on trying to to fight her feelings for Lucas. You know, she would she would say, "It's fine, it's fine that you know that you're into Peyton," but you could you could tell by her by her facial expressions or the way she was acting, like that she wasn't okay. You know, um, that was kind of frustrating with Brooke. Yeah, what what do you think about that, Tahani? Yeah, that's a good perspective, actually. I, I, did, I found Lucas a bit more frustrating in, in those scenes, only because, you know, she brings it up to him. But classic TV, they have to be like, oh, he's not going to say anything at this point. He's going to be like, he's going to say, oh, I know you have feelings of Satan, and he's just going to stay quiet. Um, but yeah, it, it's true. She is fighting her feelings, and she's trying to shut them down. And that's a really good perspective, actually. Um, but I, I love Brooke with the Chris Keller scenes. Um, the bit where she's pretending that Chris is suffocating, uh, suffocating her because of his ego. Love that. Um, and a, a classic Brooke moment, isn't it? She's so funny. Um, and I, like, I wait for the day that I can be as witty as Brooke Davis, honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she's, that's like Brooke at her best, I think. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed Brooke in those parts of the episode anyway. Yeah, definitely. She's so quick. She's so fast to, to sort of jump to a, a funny kind of anecdote or some sort of line that shuts people down or, or sort of to take, she really holds the room and takes control of the room, you know, as a character and, and as a performer as well, she's just in control the whole time, except for when she's with Lucas. I have to say like the frustration that crystal that you mentioned and uh, kind of, I suppose from the opposite side, Tani, where you mentioned you're frustrated with Lucas is that Brooke is always open, honest, and, and sometimes quite brutal with people except for when it comes to just her and Lucas. When it comes to just her and Lucas, it's vulnerability. And that's that's kind of what we I feel like we get from her. And that vulnerability means that she can't be honest, that she feels like she can't quite get all those feelings out because she's going to open herself up too much to Lucas and that's where she's going to, you know, have her heart broken again and it's kind of going to shatter her world a little bit. So if she offloads everything and says oh, okay it's kind of fine that you're into Peyton I get it I get it fine I'm going to move on that's just her trying to throw up barriers and 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 keep that distance because she she just doesn't want to be heartbroken again 
What do you think, Crystal? Am I making sense or am I talking rubbish? No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating that 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 she can't she can't open up. As as a as a pairing when you see them together. So Lucas even has that dream sequence. And for, for all of that, I'm thinking, this is all a bit much, isn't it? This is all very full on. Like again, it's it's not even the final episode, because normally the way these things happen is that there'll be some sort of resolution or admittance to their relationship in the last episode because we know she has to leave we know she has to leave and she has to disappear so you know what better time in in this sort of tv show to to tell someone that you're in love with them is when they have to bugger off so um you don't get any time with them you can't have any sort of you know romantic or passionate motion uh motions like emotions come through because they have to get in a taxi and drive away so when when this dream that i didn't know was a dream was happening i was like oh my god what's going on and then he falls out of bed i actually thought that was a very like really really good scene and then in the when he's in the shower and she's like yeah having a cold shower like basically makes a lot of implications as to what he's been getting up to have you ever had a cold shower dom uh, <laughs> uh well yeah probably but <laughs> not for the same reasons <laughs> i'll be dreaming of brooke <laughs> everyone dreams of Brooke yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't have the dream now Tim yeah. <laughs> I am Tim <laughs> it was quite well cut together it's a bit like to make you not think it was a dream because I remember watching your reaction Dom like on the watch along to see if you thought you know if you were going to get it and people were writing in the chat being like oh Dom's gonna hate this because you know you hated the the dream episode <laughs> But that was a whole episode of dreams, dreams, little dream sequences and stuff like that, 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 that then end in something fairly funny, like the Haley one when she's playing basketball in her pajamas. It's quite funny. It's amusing. Like Tim was wearing the, they were all kind of wearing cheerleader outfits and stuff. And it's all a bit awkward and weird. This, this is like the same sort of situation. It's like a small snippet in time where it, it then immediately reverts back to what it was. It, it, it was when it was a whole episode. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> I just have to mention on this episode as well, like we've spoken about it a few episodes ago, but they were doing it super heavy in this one, which I love is where they 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 cut the scene with the they connect the sentences together. So like I can't remember, like there was something like there was a few, but I, like one that comes to mind was Haley pretending she's got the flu. And then it goes to the next scene. And I think it's Andy going like it makes me sick or something like that, you know, and it's like there's little connectors like that. I was going to say, there was one from, yeah, exactly like the one you, you're mentioning. I think it was one from someone into Andy and it was so really well done and that uh, I really noticed them more in these two episodes than in any of the previous ones. And you've highlighted it to me before and said, watch out for this. This is what happens. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, they, they've started chucking it in a bit. And then this is like, they've really gone for it in this one. Let's really splice these together and, and kind of make one scene roll into the next and like it's it's a good transition it's a good way of doing it i really like it yeah it's cool they 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 get more and more and more as it goes on uh, um yeah which is yeah they're dope well um where where else do we do we get brooke from here i mean the the whole Peyton, her finding the Peyton stuff and everything i know that was in like the previous episode but again 
it's such like a, this could have been solved so easily, couldn't it? Like just one honest conversation and, and it would have been done. Hey, Crystal, are you more of a, a Brucus fan or more of a Leighton fan? I'm a Brucus fan. Um, I know there's a lot of Leighton fans out there, but I'm a Brucus fan. Are you basing this just on aesthetics? You think they just look good together, or you think it's a it's a vibe, it's an energy thing? It's so controversial, but I mean, like ever since the beginning, you know, Brooke was the one that had him first, you know, kind of thing. I know that people say, well, she knew that Peyton had feelings for him, and she still went for him. But I mean, you know, Peyton was scared, and Brooke was the one that went for it, so. That's why I'm a Brucus fan. That makes sense. I mean, she was in the back of that car, you know, making moves, leopard print bras. So, I mean, Tahani, do you feel the same? Are you on the Brucus train or are you on the Leighton hype? I chop and change. Um, I, I love the this build-up of Brucus season two. Uh, but ultimately, I'm sorry, Crystal. I'm a Leighton fan. Ooh. I- <laughs> and then how do you how do you both feel about chad versus james nathan versus lucas if you guys were in the universe which one of them would you want to be dating if if at all crystal uh nathan but um when i first watched one tree hill i i was a huge uh lucas fan for sure but i when i rewatched it i felt more for nathan that makes sense tahani here we agree and, and but i've always been uh nathan and james laffey over chad sorry simon <laughs> my apologies <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> after this podcast is finished in 2025 i'm actually going to start the uh chad michael murray fan club if it doesn't <laughs> exist already that's where my energies are going to go I'm, I'm sure it does exist in in the early thousands um 2000s i mean um on the on the the lucas payton brooke payton brooke payton brooke lucas kind of thing i think we we get so many people on that will always ship brucus um over i'm going to call them pucus because um they like Brooke more. So it was only really like, I only really remember Alicia saying she like loves Peyton and Peyton is the one. I don't really remember anyone else coming on and saying, yes, Peyton is like the superstar of the show sort of thing. Does Sarah like Peyton? No, maybe. But yeah, no, you're right. It's it's, very, it's the minority for sure. Yeah. So I, I can't help but like, Tahani is like a, a rarity for our podcast, like picking uh pucus because um it's just it nobody ever picks them it's it's normally very much like brook heavy which is totally understandable <laughs> yeah people really like brook um i in my first watch i don't think i liked brook that much i can't re- i think it was because it was kind of uh the the sort of stain of stains a horrible word it's on my <laughs> list <laughs> <laughs> I have a list with my wife of words that I hate and when I hear one like if she says one I'll say that's on my list and what my list is is 
please try not to use those words around me, <laughs> which is, you know, crazy. But stain is on my list. Stain and stink. Stink is very high on my list. I hate the way that that sounds. I've never been a fan of the word damp. Oh, we've had this conversation before. Is it <laughs> in on rave? It maybe it's on Mighty nineties. Mighty nineties, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, the. She, from those episodes where she was messing everyone up in the first season, you know, when she's like drunk Brooke and doing like, you know, at Dan's uh, party thing. But uh, but I, but as it goes on, I really like Brooke. And there's parts at the end of the show as it goes on. I really like the way her character develops and things that she goes through can be kind of relatable in a weird way. You wouldn't think so, but yes uh, like to me personally i mean so uh yeah she's actually went from one of my least to one of my favorites and peyton was just always at the bottom but so <laughs> what else about what else about brooke i mean the whole thing is that it's building up to her leaving for the summer what it's, else it's, it's meant to be tentative isn't it that she she might not be coming back but she keeps suggesting, oh, if I if I leave stuff here, I'll get to come back and get it, and I'm going to miss you over the summer, but I'll see you when I come back. So, it's it. I mean, you can't have you can't have season three that surely. I, I think season three is going to be all of the the finding out. Now. I actually think I've got a like an idea in my head of what the first scene is going to be when we get into season uh, season three episode one. Let's I've hear got, it. got it in my head, but we're, we're just with Brooke very quickly. It's going to be, it's all about her coming back and she'll come back like probably a bit later, like in the episode. I think she'll appear in the episode, but it'll be like later. And she's like, I've just come back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they'll be like, we weren't expecting you till tomorrow or something like, or like next week. And she's come back early or something like that. That's kind of what I think. I think because of the way the episode ends, um, there's, there's fires, there's, probably broken windows there's <laughs> there's you know dan rolling his eyes in a chair uh, i i genuinely think we're gonna if the, the you you'll see the place in a blaze fire engines police cars ambulances whatever all surrounding the place people all surrounding the place and it'll be taped off and it's like get back get back and this there's going to be someone that runs to the front gets to like the police line and they're like whoa 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 wait 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 stop you can't you can't come through and it'll be someone going oh that's dan or that's my dad or you know whatever it is like he's in there he's in there and it'll be a copper or a firefighter going we got here just in time like luckily we got him out and he's not dead and that sort of thing and it'll be like wheeling him out just as just as they arrive sort of thing that's that's what i think is going to happen well We'll be I'll find out in a couple of hours. We'll be upset when he's dead, burnt, <laughs> finished. Ashes. Dead. They don't even have to cremate him. He was already cremated in the dealership. Done. All, they, all they need is a dustpan and brush. <laughs> <laughs> get the rake from uh, Peyton's. <laughs> Just rakes. You can't rake ashes. It's a terrible idea, Lucas. Don't do it. <laughs> He's so eager. Oh, he's dead. Yay. Finally, I'm free. Rake him up. <laughs> it's the one tool I know how to use. <laughs> uh, Tahani, did you listen to the last episode yet? Yes. Yeah, I did. Okay. So you know that we want a peg leg Luke um, t-shirt, right? 
I know you want a lot of t-shirts. I'm a scout, to be honest. <laughs> okay, because I'm expect you. You've got a smartphone. Have you got an iPhone? What phone have you got? Mm. iPhone. Okay, so you got the Notes app, yeah? Because I expect you every time you're listening to the podcast to open the Notes app and write in the list of the Absolutely. t-shirts. Yeah, it's the and... only reason I listen anymore. Okay. Just add it to the list. Forget okay. all about it. <laughs> add it to the list. Forget all about it. Pete, the 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 Keith slab of beef hoodie, which look we had to okay. go, we had to go above your head. Like it, like Kiri put in a picture, and I thought I'm just going to use it. And um, you know, we sold at least four. Okay, <laughs> people no, need that, that graphic is so good. That is good. It's a classic. But people need these. Like you're not doing it for us. You're doing it for the people. Crystal, you want a peg leg Luke t-shirt or hoodie, right? Yes. <laughs> I, actually, I actually bought one of those uh, Keith ones and I got yeah. it like, and I love it. What did you go? Is it a t-shirt or the hoodie or? It's a t-shirt. It's, I live in, it's, it's too hot here for, for a hoodie. <laughs> all right, it's, it's awesome, right? I I bought one myself. I love it. Legendary amazing work i i can't take credit uh, but yes awesome work kiri we appreciate it tahani we could be thanking you right now but and and the worst thing about it if we're getting into it is you sent some artwork of amazing bobble and squint design so you you just basically showed us what we could have you know and just tormenting us with it there may be an update i tried to email it to you today but it, it the file was too big i was like i need to get it to you before i come on the like if i don't get it to you before i come on <laughs> gone too far um but the file's too big but i can i can share i can share my screen or something at the end and show you guys um and then i'll like reduce the file size and get it sent to you awesome thank you well, if we say if you if you'd done it before, we wouldn't be having this conversation, you know. <laughs> the okay, we're just building the anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, we love it. Well, thank you. Well, um, okay. So <laughs> this episode is really difficult because so much happens. Should we talk about some events rather than some characters? It's just let's pick out some key events and just let's imagine, right? We've gone to uh, Indian, right? Crystal, I don't think Indian restaurants are as big in America as they are here. But here, it's kind of like, isn't, isn't there a stat that like the number one British dish is actually uh, a curry, like an Indian curry? Isn't that true? Like a chicken tikka masala or something. Right, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Which like doesn't really exist, right? In, in India, isn't that the thing? It's made for the British so. palate or something. I uh, I think I, I can't remember what way round it is, but the tikka masala and the chicken korma, one of them was invented in Scotland and one of them is invented in Leicester. In <laughs> so they they are they couldn't be like further away from, from like India or anywhere like that. <laughs> right. Well, these like made up like dishes <laughs> to sell to you know the stupid british people um you know us included because you know i love an indian but you go to the indian you buy loads of stuff okay all different kinds of things you come back 
you put it out on the table you've got everything there and then people just dig in i hate that that's a nightmare to me give me my food in my corner of the table and this is it do not reach over do not look at my food i don't want to know you in fact i'm taking this i'm going to go eat on the driveway in my car i'm more comfortable there (laughs) (laughs) but let's imagine that i wasn't like that and that we're just diving in okay so we'll take you know a naan bread here that's dan i'll take a a poppadom here that's karen you know we'll just we'll just reach in dom what do you what do you order from the indian it it varies it depends on sort of how i'm feeling okay whether whether that's that's have an answer come on Uh, okay let's just go with i'll have a chicken tikka masala please with (laughs) some rice and whatever else you've got uh, like a, a bucket of mango chutney please oh yeah 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 how many poppadoms <laughs> will you order 40 right <laughs> <laughs> my wife right i took a we went to on to an indian like when on like maybe our third or fourth date and uh, we met when i was like 22 so i had not experienced like you know this stuff really at that point like you know proper dates and like to me she was like oh she's a woman (laughs) you know this is like different like i just saw her as like oh wow this is like real like now um and we sat down and the the way it was like how how many poppadoms and i was like 10 She looked at me like, because like, I also thought they were free. <laughs> the best restaurants, they're free. I don't know where you went. <laughs> oh, no, we have to pay for them. So I was I was like 10 and they just came as this stack. And I'm like, they're also like loud to eat and to like snap. And I'm just like having a great time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Can I just say, I love how this analogy came out of trying to get us back onto the show. And it's just gone. <laughs> my favorite thing about this podcast. I think you said it a few episodes ago, Dom. Like people do not listen to One Tree Hill, and I think it's <laughs> they don't listen to One Tree Hill anymore. I don't listen to One Tree Hill anymore. <laughs> well, I, thank you. I hope that that's why people are listening. I, I know there are some people that are like skip, 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 skip. Oh, something about Karen? No, no, no. Are oh, they talking about Poppadoms? Okay, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> All right. Crystal, do you like Indian food? Um, I've only tried it once, and it was good. It was okay, but I've never, I haven't got back. What What did you have? Do you can you remember? It was a buffet, so I had a little bit of everything. Oh, nice. Actually, it was my coworker's birthday, so I was kind of forced to go, but it was it was good. <laughs> are, are you coming with us in twenty twenty five? Oh yes, I okay. I I'll be there. Okay, excellent. So can we, we'll go to an Indian. Okay, we're gonna have to make this like a whole week. Okay, because there's so much we have to fit in. But um, we'll, we'll go to an Indian and we'll, we'll order with you. Okay, I was gonna say for you, but that's too forceful. We'll order with you. Okay, we'll make suggestions. Okay, sounds good. I don't <laughs> know be... if there's any restaurants in Wilmington, but <laughs> we'll find yeah. them. We'll find them. Don't worry. Tahani, uh, what do you order? I'm a bit of an everything kind of person, but I'm used to that 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 like that buffet style, family style kind of meal. Um, I don't have a favorite though because like 
I'm I'm Pakistani, but Indian Pakistani, you're like same thing. I don't you know, a lot of division. I, it's it's really not. Um, like, but you know, we want to have inclusivity here. So like, I, I don't go out for an Indian that much. My family like to go, so if they go, I go with them. But if I'm choosing, I'm not I'm not going out for an Indian. Um, but yeah, biryani's good. Agree. Yeah, yeah, that is good. I I uh, I dabbled um, a couple <laughs> years ago in. I'm sorry, Dom. Those are we. We need to get back to One Tree Hill. Come on, <laughs> finish your dabbling. <laughs> let's let's get on to One Tree Hill because people are literally like, it's been literally 20 minutes of them talking about Indian food and like, uh, come on. Are you trying to say that people don't want to hear about my vegetable boona? <laughs> I mean, I definitely do now. Please share. <laughs> this is why I gauge on. If Dominic laughs, I'm like, well, at least he likes it. There's <laughs> <laughs> one person. <laughs> yeah, well, so Gavin and Stacey, I, I tried to watch it like last year for the first time. I wasn't too big of a fan of it. I think it was a bit dated for me. Um, but there's a bit in it where he comes in and he orders um, a boona, but it's like he orders two boonas or something like that. I can't remember, but I, I tried it and it was good. It was decent. Have you had one? Not not a vegetable one. Oh. So, one tree hill. <laughs> so, right, we're going to pick. We're going to pick. We're going to pick. Crystal, pick something from the table. What you have him? Steak. Okay. So heartbreaking. Tell us a bit about it. That Nikki found Jenny. That I don't know how she did it, but uh, she she found Jenny. So that causes Jake to leave to go find Jenny, and that leaves Peyton really, really heartbroken because they really like she really loved him. Can I can I just say on that scene? So we've got. There's two two parts to this, right? The where Nikki goes to visit Jake in in jail, and she's actually got Jenny by her side. That's a great twist. I I think that's great, and I love. She's like, "Hey, Jake, how's your sex life?" You know, in there and stuff like that. They're like great, kind of like you know, dark humored, uh, you know, moments. But then when he then finds out and he's like screaming like Nikki and banging on the thing. I think it just goes on for a beat too long. Like it gets a little bit awkward by this point. Is in like, can no one hear him? <laughs> or like, you know, or like it is, do you, Dom, do you know what I mean? It just like, it was a little, they should have just cut that a little bit shorter. I mean, with, with how he was, you know, arrested and put into prison. I wouldn't be surprised if he's banging on the glass going, Nikki, Nikki. And then he goes, God, God, if the guard just came in and battered the crap out of him. And she'd be like, shut up, shut up. He's inciting a riot and like take control. It was just like, it, it was a little bit ridiculous. It was like, what are you going to do? You have all the only thing you have in your hand is that phone that's connected to the other phone on the other side of that, of that bit of glass. So um, it, yeah, the scene it was kind of like a necessary evil, isn't it? It had to be in, had to have those moments. And then, yeah, it just got a little bit too long at the end there. They probably could have cut that shorter, but you know, it's fine. And I, I think all of Jake's scenes kind of, I, I don't understand the decision to, to get rid of Jake or like for now, I kind of think Jake has to be gone for a season. 
I don't think he's going to appear in season three. He'll be mentioned, and there'll be there'll be talk of him, and he might we might see an email from him or something like that. But he, he I don't think he's going to physically appear. I think we'll get to season four, and he'll just magically appear at some point, and he'll be like, "Hey, you know, I, I'm back. This has happened. Blah blah blah." And it'll be like, "Oh, I've been like, like nice big surprise." But I think Peyton's going to have moved on. The world is going to, you know, the world keeps spinning, doesn't it? And she's she's going to probably be like i keep thinking that she's going to be edging into a relationship with with nathan again there's there's something there from these last two episodes there's something that has developed so jake sort of rides off on his motorbike i kind of imagine that's what you'll be doing simon uh when you've got yours um (laughs) so he's kind of for me he's that that was his exit i think he's he's gone until like the writers decide you know what we need to do we need to throw in that surprise element in season four and bring him back for a bit. Um, Peyton, again, is probably just going to pine for a little while. She's really up and down in, in this episode in particular, because it was like, she was crying so much and it was, why are you crying? Are you never happy cried? And then it became like real sad crying because she's heartbroken. And then we get into the next episode and I was so happy that you paused the the episode and you said, Don, what's going on here with this reporter woman? Uh, was her name Ellie? Ellen? L? El- Ellie, yeah. Dave? Um, <laughs> she, she appears and uh, you're like, so like, what do you think is going to happen here, Dom? And th- the thing that gave it away was the, the touch on the hand. Just the, the complete inappropriate touch of the hand when she supposedly doesn't know this person. And the only thing that would that, that would allow um, that in any in any sort of character that is that is brand new to the show and has just been introduced as if they're related and you paused it and said what's going on and I was like uh I sent you a couple of suggestions I, t- I sort of texted them over and said the only way that, that that she's going to be able to do that is if she's related in some way she's going to be like the aunt or something that we don't know about unless she's the mother and then it came out at the end that this is Peyton's mother so who the hell died in a car crash is all I'm asking who kept driving for red lights and is now like Again, cremated in a box, whatever. Who, who the fuck have they buried? She got the <laughs> wrong. It was the wrong mum. She just turned up at the hospital and was like, she just claimed somebody else's dead mother. It was just like, insane. Or is it a case of she was driving through red lights? She there was a car accident. They hit a pedestrian. She panicked, switched places, switched mm. ID, legged it. The the kind of face and the dental records she was so mangled that they couldn't tell so they just assumed it was Peyton's mother she pulled a filling out and put it in their mouth lobbed it in (laughs) and just say the saliva was there it was really disrespectful actually horrendous horrendous so that's that's how they staged her death and she was wanted by the mob probably gambling debts (laughs) yeah she's got shark loans after her She's been betting on Ravens basketball. <laughs> Whitey's actually deep with the mob as well. <laughs> he gets rid of kids, but they get found by Nikki. <laughs> they actually all in that puddle that they dumped Lucas in that time. Oh god. <laughs> That's <laughs> where mouth stashes the victims too. <laughs> <laughs> victims and waste. Right there. <laughs> 
So that's that's my theory on on. <laughs> I was so pleased that I, I got it right though, and during the watch along, so pleased. Yeah, you did get you did well. Everyone on the watch along was annoyed. So yeah, well, you know that's what I'm here for, just to just, piss everyone off. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided as well that we're not going to ref- we're not no longer referring to Patreon members as patrons. They're ravens. Oh, yeah, Patreon I mean, is a is a, it's a clinical word. They get they get labelled as ravens when we're yeah. We say you've just become a raven, so they are ravens. So how do we differentiate to uh, those that don't, don't financially support us? <laughs> Pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in the pilot, when they release them pigeons near Haley, and she's like, oh, God. <laughs> that, that's, that's them. That's the rest of our listenership. <laughs> we love you, pigeons. We love if, you, pigeons. If you, if you, you can. Stop crapping on my car. <laughs> <laughs> I have a distinct memory of being in the car with your dad. Do you remember this, Dom? Um, and uh, you were there. It wasn't just me and your dad. And... <laughs> well, that's an awkward conversation, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, we were sat like in traffic or something, and a bird pooed right in the middle of the windscreen. <laughs> and he was like, "Naughty bird!" <laughs> <laughs> but in like his accent, it was hilarious. In like the way that he delivers, I can say he delivers lines. He's not an actor. Maybe you don't know. He's actually an actor. He's being yeah. paid. Wow. It's a Truman Show. Yeah. <laughs> I I won't do it because we've done it too much already. We've derailed too far. But remind me if ever a motorbike comes up again in One Tree Hill. I have I have a funny story about how I crashed a motorbike once. Oh, <laughs> with no helmet on and and went over the handlebars it's fine survived it was also stolen but not by me but (laughs) (laughs) kids huh but (laughs) but yeah i won't do it now but just uh if 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 there's another motorbike then uh remind me and we'll we'll go into that one excellent um can i right tahani there's uh there's the scene jake Peyton in Peyton's room it's emotional he's leaving he's got to go find Jenny but Peyton he doesn't want her to come with him you know because you know she deserves better she needs more she deserves more uh you know he could hold her forever and all of these things is this a bit much is this a little bit much like I know this is like first love and whatever but I mean you know is is on the obnoxious scale did the barometer almost break for you the for me it's not brucus versus layton for me it's layton versus jayton so no because i love a bit of jayton um and yeah i get what you're saying jake is a bit obnoxious and, and he does go a bit far but like i said because i watched it really like we're quite young the first time I remember that like that Jake that I kind of fell in love with a little bit you know um so no not for me and also he says something like you're full of greatness I just want you to put a pin in that because you might say that's obnoxious but but let's see let's see what happens with with that line we'll see if we can come back to it at some point see what you have to say about it then <laughs> <laughs> okay i like that line now you've said it i'm like yeah that's 
that's good i mean the thing is is i am pretty obnoxious myself i mean if my wife was here she would tell you these are the sort of things i would say you know just after a nando's but like the... <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah okay i feel like sorry i feel like for some people when someone's a bit too similar to them they annoy them more so with jake is it is it that he's like you kind of those characteristics of you kind of align with him and um, maybe it's stuff that you you're like oh I wish I wasn't I wish I didn't say that because I feel like I, I'm like that a little bit um not saying that you, you are but like I feel like that is true that um that when someone's a bit too similar to you they get on your nerves a bit more so is it that with Jake or is it just that you're just not a fan <laughs> no that's true I yeah I think that that is true uh yeah he's more like what I'm like now I would say um that's that's true yeah i'd say that's that's pretty true i i don't dislike him i really like him i really like brian greenberg and i like his character a lot i just think there are moments that uh he plays it too much like he is like our age or older you know where he's actually meant to be like 16 or whatever and i've said from the beginning i have to imagine them as being in like their early 20s but even like when he's just like you've been calling my lawyers a lot you really pissed them off you know i know he like then turns it around but it's sort of like yeah she's really trying to help you because you're in prison right now you know um i think he i think he's a little bit too serious sometimes but perhaps he has to be because he has a has a baby and you know and all of the other stuff uh i just think sometimes he can be a bit drab if he's not be if he's not like all stressed out with all of this stuff that's going on then he's like very he's, he's a bit melodramatic i think that's the best way to put it but i'm melodramatic with it as well so yeah i mean crystal are you a fan of jake uh i am especially in the beginning when you know he was lucas's only friend on the on the basketball court so but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying too. And then like, he 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 kind of contradicts himself too because he's like, you know, maybe I'll come back. But then he's telling her to to move on, you know? So he, he probably can't make up his mind too. Like, he's, it's probably just in the moment. He's, that's why he's acting like that. That makes sense. What do you make of him, Dom? It's just, it is a bit much at the end, isn't it? When he's saying goodbye, it's just like, for me it's like i need to soften the blow i'm not interested in peyton so i'm just gonna pretend like i'm over interested like i i care about you so much you're amazing i wish i could hold you every day and all of that and it's actually i need to get away from you because you're pissing me right off (laughs) (laughs) he staged it all jenny's not really kidnapped it's on his motorbike and looks back and it's like he's pretending it's a lovely look back but he's looking back thinking thank fuck for that jesus (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if nikki will take me back yeah please (laughs) fucking lucas can have you jesus christ (laughs) your mother hated you so much she faked her own death to get away from you Your dad spends most of his time on a fucking boat. <laughs> it's just far away for you as possible. Your dad once pretended he was dead as well. <laughs> he had to go check. He felt guilty, so he came back to pay the bills. 
that once they realized like the body wasn't his he had to like come clean i was like yeah okay it's not me <laughs> it caught me my spit and one filling didn't work the jake, mar- jake got himself in prison to get away from her <laughs> i love this new fan theory <laughs> that everybody's trying to get as far away from peyton as possible <laughs> i reckon i reckon larry the dad paid that band manager to give her cocaine he's like maybe i can get put in rehab at least i can come home for once for the holidays for christmas a couple of weeks away from her jesus <laughs> Ah, Peyton. So... That's what I think, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think about Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, Crystal. Wait. Yes. No. Wait. You picked. You picked the last one, didn't you? Sorry. Tahani, pick something from the table. What are you having? We've got to hit Nathan, haven't we? we haven't gone to Nathan at all, really. Tell us a um... bit about our boy Nathan. So Nathan also goes on a bit of a journey in this episode, doesn't he? He, he kind of, it's kind of like last episode where he's flip-flopping a lot and he can't quite make up his mind. He's being pulled in all different directions. Um, but what I love about Nathan in this episode is he's back on the basketball court and and like just taking it back to that Shaw quote that they had, because I really like it when One Tree Hill has those sort of literary quotes. I think it comes across a bit pretentious sometimes, but it is quite nice. And I, I quite like his response. Like, you know, he's like, Shaw's a um, a punk you know if you're if tragedy hits you you've got to fight like hell um, and this is sort of the version of Nathan, Nathan that I really really enjoy watching uh, you know aside from all the Navy stuff which people always got sort of go go like gooey over um, <laughs> just like his tenacious attitude he's so determined like, I just I and then just bringing that basketball back into it as well um, I really enjoyed Nathan in this episode or the two episodes yeah for sure crystal what did you think of it seeing nathan back on the court he's bleeding but he doesn't feel anything yeah he has a, a quick journey in this episode like in the beginning he he he's, he thinks he's a mess you know and then by the end he like he starts fighting back you know like he's like with that quote you know uh, tragedy happens what are you gonna do give up quit no you're gonna fight like hell and yeah I like I like Tahani said Nathan has had a I, I really like Nathan in this episode for sure Dom how do you feel about Nathan in this one I need to discuss more before I come back to Nathan because I, th- this whole episode slash probably the beginning of season three is going to be a uh, Dallas like who shot JR isn't it, it it's going to be who who tried to kill Dan again so um, I, I can't help but feel that everyone's a suspect and we you know Deb gets the the drugs out of the little vase mm-hmm. we're all thinking she's popped a couple of them and having a little lie down on the sofa what I'm actually thinking is she's she's somehow drugged Nathan so Nathan goes I can't feel anything why can't you feel anything? Because mm-hmm. old mummy Deb's chucked some drugs in your dinner <laughs> and you're off your nut. That's why you can't feel anything. She's just pumped you full of her own painkillers to numb the pain of your dad dying tonight. You know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really forward thinking. He's going to be a bit of a mess. I'll throw some of these in his mashed potato. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about mum, potato tastes a bit weird. That's a different different butter extra salty 
just just don't worry i won't use that one again you know just just keep eating <laughs> what's for dinner mum it's a vegetable it's a vegetable boona <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that white little you know speck in there that's just how they make it it's yeah fine. that's it's like large rice <laughs> yeah it's rock salt it's fine it's fine <laughs> so, yeah i can't help but feel that uh those drugs have ended up in uh in nathan somehow that's a good theory we will see i mean when you say these things do you think like like Magdalena's kicking the wall, like Marine just like threw a brother across the room. Like, you know, they're just like angry at these predictions if they, when they, when they're correct. They're just going out in the street, headbutting people just because, because they're outraged at the nonsense I come up with, you know, or if I'm right, it's, it's even worse. It's more than headbutts. Well, I, I know that only like five people listen to Cape Side Chats and Tahani, you're one of them. So, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, I so I'm in Dom's position for that one, which is which is odd. And I'm nowhere near as good as you, Dom, at like getting this stuff right. Uh, but what I threw one out as a joke about the end of about something that would happen in season two. And I said, oh, like, there'll be a fire and there'll be, like, a main character will be in there and something, something, something. And that was the climax of the of season two. Like, I, I got it right on a joke. But you get it right and you mean it. <laughs> um, is it a gift? Is it a curse? I don't know. No, it's a gift. It's a gift, <laughs> it's a gift but a curse to our pigeons and ravens. Yeah. so okay so like back on to nathan right well hang on dom tell us we should do this at the end of the episode but with we're just all over the place here it took us two three times to get to harney's intro in it's just this episode is left right whatever um who do you think did it then who should they are yeah (laughs) You shot Mr. Burns. It's so difficult. It's so difficult because I, and what's really bugging me is that I've been thinking about it since we watched it. I've been thinking like of, of the, pos- there's so many different variables, you know, is it who's Deb? the suspects? Yeah. Well, it's, it, you, all of them really. You've, I mean, you've got Deb because of the drugs in the bottle. You've got Andy because he's disappeared. You know, he's supposedly going to New Zealand because his mum's had a, had a spill. Yeah. Is that What, what kind of phrasing is that? She's had a spill. Kiwi phrasing. Uh, like what? I, like <laughs> she's had a tumble down a mountain. Uh, that you know, that's kind of what I'm expecting a spill to be. Uh, see, I would have loved it if uh, if Karen would have just gone to him and just gone. Did she have some bad karma? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because of you. <laughs> um, so and- Andy is definitely a suspect. You know, he he owns the security company that uh, and he's been watching it and he gives lucas the dvd i mean lucas and nathan are both kind of suspects i don't think lucas has has got the bottle for that sort of thing nathan has got this weird kind of edge maybe he doesn't feel anything because he's taking his drugs he's gonna burn his dad's work down with his dad in it and go and play basketball hey i'm really sorry to interrupt i'm gonna keep this in if that's right but i've got um one of our ravens uh nick he's been messaging me about coming on to our watch along and he keeps trying to get in here i think he's got the time messed up can i just let him in for a second and just say hey can you come back in an hour sure 
it just i haven't had time to message you know Uh, I don't want to edit this out. I don't like editing so much work. You'll find this out, Tahani, <laughs> when you do your podcast. I like just doing the one take situation. Okay, well, Dom, keep talking while it's connecting to Nick. Um, you think Whitey could be a suspect? Whitey's a suspect with you know the whole um the job threatening situation. Nobody threatens my job. You're not, you know. I won't let you get away with that. That that he, kind of element. He says you're going to burn. Well, yeah, exactly. He, he throws that in there. It's just there's too many there's too many elements. Keith is a suspect, even though he's not been in in it for a while. That would be the ultimate. You know, he turns up and there's a flash of Keith, right? Yeah. Um, Lucas. Lucas, like I said, Lucas is a, is a potential, but hasn't got the bottle for it. I don't think he'd do it. So. You know, Haley is, is, you know, could be a suspect really somewhere down the line because of the whole annulment thing and making her feel like shit. But, you know, she's not come back from wherever. Oh, no, she does come back, doesn't she? She comes back at the end. So she's there. She's present. So she's definitely uh, on the list. Karen and Andy both disappearing to, to New Zealand or wherever. Andy's disappeared. Karen decides to go to New Zealand and this is the right time. So, you know, she she could be on that list as well. Again, I don't think she's quite got the bottle for it, but I guess I'll find out. Um, the obvious, else? the obvious one, Mouth. M- mouth, yes. Mouth is doing it in honour of Jimmy for whatever reason. Just like every killing he does is like, oh, this is how I got Jimmy. Ah. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's going to that's gonna be there and a, and a presence who else is there anyone else that i'm missing um Kate did it just because i've been in prison i know what it's like quite like the food i'll go around killing people and get myself back in there in case peyton comes back for him yes <laughs> exactly uh nick can you hear us are you there nick nick's muted well nick if you can hear we're actually uh we're actually are you there i'm here hey, yeah, Nick. Can you... oh excellent you're um you're actually on the finale of season two the podcast because <laughs> we're <Awesome>. actually <laughs> we're actually recording it right now um but i oh, i sorry, just see... I didn't mean to intrude guys no no not at all not at all i'd seen okay. your message but we've been recording already for like two and a half hours so i haven't had enough time to uh to hit back but our watch along is going to be is in an hour from now so in an hour and eight minutes so if you're if you're available come back and uh and watch uh watch season three episode one with us we'd love that oh awesome all right sorry i didn't mean to intrude guys no worries nick not at all man we appreciate <laughs> you oh it's nice to speak with you guys <laughs> you too you too man all well right. yeah come back in an hour and we'll uh, we'll chop it up all right awesome that was Nick. So <laughs> he can stay there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, sorry, I keep going. I, I interrupted you, Tony. Oh, where was I? I don't we even just, remember where I we was. We were just mugging off Peyton, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> standard for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so wait, so who, what's your answer, Dom? 
If you had to pick one, if you had to put your money down, where would it go? Andy. Ooh, because he's got that dough. Do you reckon he did it? He hired a hitman? What's he done? Uh, he'd want to be present. But the 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 thing that's going to throw you off or that throws you off as a as a viewer is the drugs in the bottle. That's what's going to throw you off. That's why I think it isn't Deb. That's why I think the drugs are in Nathan. Because it'd be it'd be too easy to to lace that bottle with something, but those drugs didn't have that effect on on Deb that way, you, you know. So she's got a tolerance. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, she built up an immunity. <laughs> That's why she needs more. <laughs> um, but I can't help but I I can't discount Andy. I don't think Keith is is quite that brutal. Fuck it, maybe Royal came back and think, well, what a waste of space of a son I've got. I'm going to kill him. Maybe I miss Royal. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we all miss Royal. Well, can can I? If we're we're dancing all over the place here, but as we're talking about this part, I have to say that when uh, the veils, um, the the veil song comes in, Lavina, Lavinia, yeah, that song, I love it. I've had it on my on my iPhone for years. I think it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite musical sort of drop or song use in the entire show it's so dramatic that they use it so perfectly and uh you know when he notices the bottle and he notices the uh you know the powder on it and like his realization and then as it's like building up and then he sees somebody and then the fire goes up it is so perfect perfect how how do we feel about it crystal do you like that song yeah, it um, it was it was really good how, how how it was slow and then like with just what was going on in the scene, it, it was a perfect perfect fit for sure. And what do you think, Tahani? Yeah, definitely. I, it's one of the best songs, if not the best song of the two episodes, isn't it? And it scored to the scene really well. And I think season two finale for me is my favorite finale as well. And I think the song plays a part in that. I know a lot, a lot of people love three and four and I'm sure other people like others, but two, two is where it's at. I think it's just built up so well. And that exact question of who, the whodunit question, so good. Um, yeah. I don't think I had to wait for season three to find out, but can't imagine the, like the live watch waiting to find out who, who tried to kill Dan. I can't imagine it will be, I'd be really disappointed if we find out in, in the episode we watched tonight. I think this there needs to be a four or five episode look into this. Who is it? Who was it? Everyone's a suspect. Bit of an investigation. It gets figured out. Goes from there. Or Dan knows and uses that information because Dan's not going to be dead. So Dan knows. He remembers. He's like, oh, when I. Or Dan's going to think it's dead because of the drugs in the bowl, and it's not going to be dead. It's going to be someone else. Something like that. Something. Dan won't be dead. If he's dead, I'll never watch again. <laughs> that's why we got him on the podcast we had to get him on early because you know he's done after two seasons yeah. greatest villain on tv is done in two seasons yeah <laughs> okay do we need to talk more about nathan i guess so there's probably more in there but can we talk about mouth and erica marsh why not let's just go left throw a spanner in the works crystal erica marsh is distracting him distracting him from studying Hey, mouth, can I have some mouth? Really didn't like that line. 
didn't like that line at all. Put it on the list. Say you want to kiss. Don't say mouth. Give me mouth. It's so clinical. It's like the word Patreon called them pigeons. Crystal thoughts? I think, I think they're they're cute. Um, I think, I think she really helps him helps helps uh, mouth in in this episode. Um, so like he's a, he's he's not as stressed. Like he. He, he wants that he wants that advance on the kiss i thought that was quite sweet like he's got a good like back and forth with her like it's quite natural i mean how how do you feel about it tahani yeah i think they're cute i think what's interesting is that mouth is um part of the the montage at the beginning and the end so he's kind of like inducted into the main five which i thought was an interesting choice um i liked it um yeah, I don't think Mouth ages that well overall, but he has his moments where he's he's really great. And Erica's looking like fabulous. She looks great. Um, and yeah, they're cute. They're sweet. They provide a little bit of lightness to the episode, um, which I guess it needs a little bit of. Yeah, for sure. I And so, Don, because obviously you can't listen, but Lee Norris was saying on the on Drama Queens that he is aware that watching the character back that there it can be problematic in some parts but that um he never sort of questioned the writing or anything he just sort of did what he was told because he was concerned of losing his job like he just was you know happy to be working and that was kind of his um experience from being a child actor because he was in boy meets world uh, you know and other things and that he just tried to play mouth as a character that had a lot of heart and was like just a well you know like a good well-intentioned guy which i think comes across but uh, how do you find you know the mouth and Eric Marsh stuff in this episode? It's a nice little break from. I mean, I say nice little break. It, it's probably an unnecessary break, but it's it's good sometimes to to break up the episodes a little bit. Um, I, I I find lines like you know mouth. How about some mouth? Whatever difficult and completely unnecessary, but. I suppose it's teenage nonsense, isn't it? So, okay, fine. Um, it's kind of your kind of style, though. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go around, hey, face. How about some face? That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> I knew it. I don't know where to go with that, to be honest. <laughs> um, I like the help element. She's trying to help him. And and she kind of says, you know what? I've spent my entire kind of ac- academic life at school putting all that pressure on myself to try and be perfect and get it right. And I can't, it, that's not possible. So just do what you can do, do your best. That's that's all anyone could ever ask of you. And that's kind of the the message, isn't it? That we're getting from their little storyline um, is that actually all you got to do is do your best. And that's all anyone can ever ask for. Um which is it's kind of like the ethos of the show, I suppose, isn't it? Just just be you, be true to you and do your best. And that's kind of just the little message there. I mean, is he a suspect? Is Erica Marsh a suspect? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's became an arsonist. <laughs> so, well, Crystal, pick something from our buffet table. What What should we go into now? what about karen and andy should we talk about karen and andy tell us tell us a little bit about what karen and andy get up to 
or, or don't get up to? <laughs> so, Karen and Andy. So, yeah, Andy, Andy finds out that his mother took a spill in New Zealand. And I actually looked it up online because I had no idea what what a spill would be. I mean, in, in, in those terms anyway. And I think it, it, it just means she fell. And down a mountain. <laughs> I, down the down the stairs. <laughs> Let's not go. <laughs> Let's not go that crazy. <laughs> um. So yeah. What, no. So what, then she she tells um. So Andy tells Karen that he's going to have a problem coming back, um, because he's not a, a U.S. citizen, and that Dan's trying to get him deported. <laughs> and then of course that leads to you know uh, office windows breaking uh, and then uh, Andy Andy asks Andy actually mentions like hey well why don't you come with me he tells hey, he tells Karen why don't you come with me and and you know Karen automatically comes up with all these excuses like you know, we'll have the businesses and Deb, and then she, and then she says, and, and then she she doesn't know what she she doesn't say anything, and he she, he automatically assumes that it's Keith. Um, and then their goodbye. You know, it's 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 also it's it's sad. You know. Uh, the line where where Karen's like I love you, but then he says, she says, "Well, I, I love you too," but it doesn't seem like it's enough. That that was really sad. But thankfully, at the end, it seems like she she she's taking a trip to New Zealand, so that's good. There's a really good point about um, what you said about the "I love you" and it kind of not being enough. Do you like as when you're watching this for the first time? If you can remember it, if you can't, it's not a problem because you've seen it so many times, but are you thinking kind of what I'm thinking is her energy is going into Keith now? I mean, he's always, he's always been, he's always been in, on her mind, you know, you know, it's like, she's, I, I, I keep, has there been, has there been emails? I can't remember. There was an email last week that Karen sent saying, I'm here for you. I'll do this. Uh, you know, if you want to talk, I could talk. If you don't, you, you don't have to. And he's just like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you, you can you know that, that Keith has, has been on her mind. So yeah. yeah. Keith's just being that slab of beef. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he, there's no other way. He doesn't know any other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say that, that's it's an interesting comparison to draw that you've got the goodbye from Karen and Andy, and then you've got the goodbye from Jake and um, Peyton and the Jake and Peyton one is like more dramatic than the Andy and Karen one, where they're also saying, I love you. And that feels is feels more realistic or it feels more grounded. It feels more adult. I'm not to say not to take away from the Jade and love to honey, you know, I don't want to start beef with you here, but the, I think that 
Kieran Hutchinson played it really well where he's just like, there's just not enough. Like the line delivery, it, it could have come across like a bit cliche, but it didn't. It was just like, it was really, it was quite, it was really powerful in the way that he did it. And it's sad. Like he knows that he's sort of playing second fiddle, I think, even though it's like an unspoken thing. I mean, Tahani, is that how you read it? Yeah, definitely. I thought um, Kieran Hutchinson also delivered that line really well. Um, he's been like a really good addition to this season. I think. I think he was needed, um, and especially like the uh, the kind of war between him and Dan. Um, touching on that Jayton kind of thing versus sort of this Candy thing, I want to put it that way. Um, I think you're right. You're like you hit the nail on the head. It is much more adult, but I think that actually does bring it back to you know. Peyton and Jake are teenagers at this point. And even though Jake does sort of act beyond his years, whether that's because he has a baby or whatever it may be, um, you do feel emotions like a lot more, like more raw and more real and everything's just so heightened when you're a teenager. So I think it makes sense that the sort of Karen and Andy thing is, is, is a bit more mature and is a bit different. Um, But yeah, I think it's interesting that uh, Karen's going after Andy, but yet her motives for it is, what Keith said she said you know Keith once told me that I hide my feelings and I run from love and that's why I'm going after Andy and that it does kind of make you question you know who's really on her mind um and what is she really chasing at the end of that episode yeah good point really good point many good points all of the points are great so um Dom why don't you grab something from the table my man talk about my main man whitey Tell us about him, my friend. And Whitey is that giant bottle of Cobra you get, isn't he? <laughs> yes. For anyone that doesn't know, Cobra is is a, a beer. <laughs> or a kingfisher. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, it's like a staple need when you go <laughs> to the restaurant. I don't understand. I, 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 can't, I can't eat a curry without a beer. They go side you know hand in hand they just likes the perfect accompaniment exactly, exactly i said the word perfectly the zoom just started sorry um. <laughs> which is exactly what white is he's the perfect accompaniment oh yours went yours went <laughs> yeah. as well um for for any episode uh and basically the whole of one tree hill um it's disappointing to I loved his sort of like the way he talks to Nathan and engages with Nathan. Um, and there's the whole come in, Nathan. He's like, how do you know it was me? He's like, I could smell the confusion, confusion at the at the door from the door or something like that. Um, that, that was funny. I wrote that one down, but I'll go through that when we talk about our favorite lines and he like Whitey has that kind of, okay, I need to like intercede and I need to like kind of intercept deb as well and and he manages to to plan her like release time from rehab and convince uh, i suppose the people that work at the rehab center to tell and um nathan that she'll be getting out a little bit later so he can go and have a conversation with her and say like nathan needs to go to high flyers he's got this great opportunity he's absolutely fantastic they can help him with his game and uh, he tells Deb kind of exactly what's been going on with Dan because Whitey is, you know, the overseer of of all in One Tree Hill. He's he he knows what's going on, even if he doesn't know what's going on. You know, um, <laughs> he 
he's the one that mentions to Deb that um, Dan has kind of guilted Nathan into not going because Nathan is the reason Deb ended up in rehab and taking drugs. And this kind of leads Deb on to having a really good episode and, and going straight from that meeting with Whitey to, to Nathan and having that conversation with Nathan saying, why aren't you going? And he's like, because I want to be at home for you and I want to be here for you. And if we're going to get away from Dan, we're going to do it together. And it, it, this is kind of what kicks off this little plan and this element to kind of rid Dan and everyone's got an alibi, but there's going to be a bit of time when they haven't got an alibi and it's, you know, it's all a bit confusing, but um, yeah, Whitey, I think, just does the right thing doesn't he as a really solid moment of kind of like i said intercepting deb and making sure that um you know nathan's thoughts and feelings are expressed because nathan isn't going to do that for himself yeah he's the best he is the best crystal how do you feel about why um i love that he's looking out for for nathan and, and deb and then I also like that he's ruffling Dan's feathers. He, you know, he really got under Dan's skin and that's, you know, that, that, that's really good because Dan is rude. But can I just make one little point? His, his conversation with Dan, Dan says he's going to take over as coach. And this is which is what I've predicted before. So I think that that is coming. I think for whatever reason, he's going to end up coaching this basketball team at some point. If that happens and and he has a jacket, then I need it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so honey, we get the the scene where Whitey goes to apologize to Dan at the door, and uh, you know you're allowed. You know he says calls him a lousy coach, and where he's he's saying that he just wants to help Nathan. I mean, did did you feel for Whitey in this moment? Yeah, I felt for Whitey and and. Like, as much as I enjoy Dan's character, you can tell Dan doesn't... I don't think Dan has Nathan's best interests at heart, and you can tell Whitey completely does. Um, Whitey's, like, so wholesome. He's just... He is he is such a great character. Um, and, yeah, I, I do feel for Whitey in that moment. Uh, I, let's see if Dan sort of takes over his job. I don't know. Maybe he's going to end up in prison. Maybe he tried to kill Dan. <laughs> maybe whitey is actually peyton's real mum <laughs> she went to an elaborate disguise in the basketball coaching career you gave it away simon oh no <laughs> magdalena just kicked a puppy <laughs> can you imagine whitey getting into ellie's like badass leather jacket putting the keg over them <laughs> definitely could look great he does a keg stand you know steals jackets from courtney love yeah (laughs) yeah well um crystal who where should we go now well i just wanted to point out before you know time runs out or anything um there is one person that has been talking to peyton via im any thoughts on who that might be or the watch me watch you? I mean, it's very scream, isn't it? It's very, um, this message will pop up or kind of like, I know what you did last summer. 
this message will pop up and then the phone will ring this message will pop up and someone comes into the room and it's just like well the the, the door went you know that sort of thing it's just like oh well, this is all a bit weird and edgy but i i can't think of who it would be of people that we've already met unless it's like the geezer with the drugs from the from trick i can't remember his name douchebag number one i think yeah sure let's call him gareth gareth sort of <laughs> sounds right sure yeah, yeah a bit of a drug dealer name <laughs> the pope gareth southgate but yeah <laughs> let's call him gareth um uh, so that that's the only person I could think it would be, but why would he be doing weird sort of teenagery stalking stuff? So unless it's Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's just on the other end, just like messing with everyone. Mouth didn't, wasn't successful in killing him. Oh. Just been messaging everyone. You always uh, got me. What I'm yeah. waiting for you to find out is that Jimmy is actually Keith's son. <laughs> as well as Lucas. They're twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> separated at birth <laughs> um but yeah I, I have absolutely no idea who's doing the instant messaging I, I can't think of who would be playing those games with her unless it's felix somehow felix is getting a bit of retribution um for being sent to military school which he didn't want and he's just messing with her but mm. I don't know if if they would ever drag him back into it in any shape or form because he's hated. (laughs) That's really interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, she didn't get him sent there. But, I mean, you could see he might think that from a stupid point of view, you know. From his ignorant sort of idiot brain. Yeah. That's where his mind would go, possibly. Interesting. We will find out should we talk a little bit about Haley? well do we have to i guess we do um i mean we had the best reaction there (laughs) we said it on the last podcast you know that only just went out yesterday right or like late the night before or whatever but um i mean am i wrong crystal in saying a big um fuck you to Haley or how do you feel about it? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm with you. Um, I know that she's young. She was young when she got married. But, you know, when you when you make that kind of commitment, it's lifelong. That's how I feel. And, yeah, definitely don't like that, that she left, you know. And Tahani, how do you feel? If you feel like you want to scream that, you know, F you Haley, feel free to do it. This is the place. This is the time. I think you you do that enough for all of us. <laughs> um, I think I'm alone here. I I I don't side with Haley. I don't. Um, but I, I'm I still have her corner. I don't think she left Nathan. I don't think she. Oh God, about to be kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see your faces, but I can. <laughs> um. Yeah, those those kind of chances, they don't come around a lot, you know. She got offered to go like that it is true that that chance wouldn't come come again. And like it's it's not, you know, it's not a run of the mill thing. She's going on a proper like national tour. Um and I don't agree with the way she does it, but 
do I think she should go? Yeah, I do, regardless of whether Chris is there or not. And and if Nathan and Haley, like if if their marriage is strong and if, if they sh- like they got married so young, but if if it's strong enough, then it should make it through. Like she shouldn't have to sacrifice putting her dreams on the line. And you know she doesn't. From what we've seen so far, she never expects that of Nathan. Um, so kind of why should she do it for him? She encouraged him, you know, when she found out about Hi-Fi, this is going way back, but she said, you know, you should go. I don't know why you're not going. Um, and, and yeah, I, I do have her corner of it. So, um, but also she, you know, she does say about her ring, like she says, she says it's not because she's with Chris, not because she has feelings for Chris, which, you know, it's questionable the way she behaves with him and stuff. And, and I don't agree with any of that. But she, she says it's because I feel like I don't deserve to wear it. Um, and I think she's being really honest in that moment as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's all true. I think the I think the problem that I have and Dom can speak, you know, for himself in a second, but is that she could have just asked him to have gone with her. And it doesn't even have to be all of the time or it could have just been conjoined. Like, I think that she made the decision while the marriage and relationship was in a bad place. So it's like she put, not only did she prioritize this over the relationship, she did it. She prioritized it whilst the relationship was at its most vulnerable point. You know, like if she could have just waited and and cleared that up and then could have gone, it would have been completely different. But, and she also left, in a time where she she kissed Chris, you know, and then she'd been lying about all of this stuff. So it's like uh, it leaves that bad taste, you know, in your mouth. But of course, she should, you know, follow her dreams and everything. But is there not a point of where you're doing it at the detriment of somebody else's mental health and just general well-being? Yeah, I don't think she saw it as that when she left. Yeah, that's what it progressed to for Nathan. And I don't agree with her not coming back. That that was wrong. You know, she told he told her not to come back. She should have come back. But I think the reason she left, and I think this is something which I maybe identify with Haley on, is is she was stubborn in that moment. Um he he says to her, It's you know, it, you go, but if you go, then I, I won't be here. Um and I think she, the one person who kind of actually believed in her music, the one person who brought that out for her was Nathan. And that was the one person she needed to like support her in that. And I think she just couldn't handle the fact that this person who had kind of brought all these amazing things into her, her life this year was the person who was saying like, it's me or that. Um, and I, I think her decision was wrong in that moment. Um, but his his ultimatum was also wrong. Um, I think that's what led to her her leaving. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that. I agree with that. See, we can we make it happen here. It's a safe place, you know. Somebody told me that this is a safe place where everything's better and everything's safe, and I believe that to be true. Dom, how are you feeling about Haley in this one? difficult because the the tickle fight and things like that at the beginning when we first meet her on the trip to new york you sort of think it's just it's just it's ammo isn't it it's ammo for lucas and brooke to kind of see her connection with chris 
um, which we all want to avoid and we don't want to happen because, you know, we want her to have that, you know, long lasting connection with Nathan um, and let Nayleen live on. Just sort of as as you guys were talking about the the marriage thing and the decision and and stuff like that, I'm I'm now sort of starting to think that maybe marriage as a concept for someone that age isn't the same as marriage for someone like okay, I'm not married, but Simon is married, and I I can absolutely guarantee that um, if Simon had got married at sixteen, or I one of us got married at sixteen, if we married each other at sixteen. <laughs> that if, if an opportunity had arisen for one of us to go and do something, there would have been a conversation, but I think we would have tried to go and do it. Mm. Ha, had that ha, had that opportunity been given to you now, Simon, and it was, you're going to have to leave your wife for a certain amount of time, not like leave her, leave her, but like go, you have to go to another place for a certain amount of time, you wouldn't. Because, the, the again, the concept of that togetherness and marriage and, and what couples do and don't your wife might say go it's a great opportunity go and do it but i i don't think you would and i think a lot of people would, would do exactly the same um so i just think it's the i'm now starting to believe in the immaturity of it of the marriage but also the desire to to follow your dream and, and that is important i just think the whole way it's handled by Haley is wrong but you know maybe we're getting to a point where she needs to be listen to at least you know not forgiven but listen to so tell tell me exactly what's going on tell me exactly how this opportunity is working out for you because if it's all for nothing if you've gone away and you've done all this stuff and it's going to lead to nothing then you've just destroyed a marriage for kind of I mean it's important to try even if it does fail so I'm I'm even talking myself out of my own argument so I I don't really know where to go from here that's the problem um and that I, I would like it to be a, a conversation. And if it's if it's going to be for something and you're really going to go for it and you're really going to try, then great. And then when you decide to come back or when we're a little bit older or in a position where we can be together, let's do it. But if this is all going to be for nothing, let's just knock it on the head. And yeah, yeah I, I felt for Nathan the entire way through. Um, I actually feel for Lucas a little bit more with this situation because he has just lost his best friend it's 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 quite difficult and and the whole sort of episode 22 being about loss and who you've lost and and how it's impacted on you um and talk about it and it, that's the, the basis of the whole episode isn't it and yeah I, I think that lucas is actually missing out on more than nathan wow many many great points there as well I, I i like that idea of that that's so true like even like what we were saying earlier i ordered the the 10 poppadoms right when i was 22 it's like it took me a long time to uh like develop into being not to that, just order, to just order four <laughs> we get two each <laughs> actually prefer five yeah. you know because you only have two if that i'll go for the three but the <laughs> but uh yeah it's the relationships change as you get older as well and and as and as the relationships get older themselves regardless of your actual age i this is like a classic thing that i've that i'd say to my wife that's like a jake kind of cliche thing um is that we you can we've been together this is going to be our 12th year um so it's like 
we have changed a lot in that in that time like especially going through like your 20s um to early phase like you change a lot you're developing into being an adult um and it's uh, to have a successful long-lasting relationship it's like you have to continually keep falling in love with the other person as they change and develop as well like they they become a different person person or version of themselves and so do you so it's like continuing to get to know each other and continuing to fall in love with that person and uh, that's a beautiful thing when that works because you're growing as people together you know and you have your own identities but you also have like a shared identity as well and yeah I think like I wouldn't have understood that like when I was 22 or when I was 16 um you know I was crashing stolen mopeds at 16 like that's you know it's a whole different thing again I did not steer it (laughs) um so yeah I think that's a great point so well done Dom again Thanks. <laughs> Crystal, how do you feel about Haley in in this one in in general in season 2? About Haley? Yeah. Um well, I mean, I think she made she made a a decision. She had she didn't really have much time to make a decision, you know, but she made it and and it seems like I mean, she seems like she she's been successful in in on the tour. Um, it seems that she has been talking. I think she think I think she made the I think she thinks she made the right decision. I mean, Lucas and and Chris kind of talked about it a little bit in the episode. You know that you know she did she she followed her dreams and and I mean Chris mentioned you know you have to be selfish. If, if if that's what you want to, if you want to be a, um, you know, a musician, you have to be selfish. And unfortunately, uh, Haley had to make that kind of decision. But thankfully, like she, she was, she, you know, she's successful. I mean, at the end of the episode or there, she's on a tour poster now, you know, so thankfully it worked out. But, uh, but overall, I mean, I like Haley. She, she's, she's solid i i think that's why that's why it hurts so much actually because i think she's my favorite uh female character and maybe like overall maybe like well don would disagree because of pop funko history but you know she's probably like i don't know seventh favorite overall (laughs) not joking how many do i have um five six eight so must be eighth (laughs) (laughs) no female protagonists (laughs) no um she she's up there she's up there she and uh, you know more on this watch in season one and you know we'll see how that develops you know as the seasons go forward i'd just like to uh, add a little point that there's one element of who tried to kill down that we haven't considered or i haven't considered because you guys all know but um hayley's returned Deb's standing upstairs looking down as she gets to the door and Nathan is there. They have an alibi. So Haley isn't a, isn't the killer, but she's their alibi. Now, Deb, Nathan and Lucas have all told the woman that, that, that Dan was embezzling the money from, like not from her, but like when, oh, it's $12,000 with this car. Actually, it's nine. 
but I got three extra grand. They've told that woman, that woman has not been happy about it, about losing three grand has decided to kill Dan. Makes sense. So she's, she's, she's in the frame as well. I reckon her name's Margaret. A hundred percent. Definitely. Makes sense, isn't it? A Gareth and a Margaret. <laughs> Gareth and Margaret. <laughs> Tahani, get it on a shirt. That's what we'd normally be saying if you were... <laughs> open up the notes app. Come on. <laughs> I love how all the shirts have like the tiniest relation to One Tree Hill. And then it's just like off on another thing. My favorite one that has to happen is Stone in the Snow, a Hallmark movie. Yes. Tom's doing that one. Stone in the Snow. <laughs> I'm going to write a theme song for it well okay so look we've got a buffet on the table people have been picking at it i hate it i hate the fact that people some people use their hands i saw dom pick up a what did you pick up the non bargy non bread oh you picked up the non bread no that's fine that's did you have the whole non bread or did you rip it and put it back no my ripper ripped it Uh, get out of my house (laughs) there's bits left right there's some bits left on the table we're not going to be able to hit it all okay but are there some certain parts that we haven't hit that we we want to have a little another little bite of throw some of the like you know like the sort of like mint yogurt you know sometimes you just throw that in at the end you get a bit experimental (laughs) manka chutney you just throw it together and like (laughs) was it good was it a mistake no one knows i'm eating over the sink like no one's looking don't look at me no one's looking my dog's here but it's fine she judges me all the time with food it's not a problem <laughs> did you know that dogs are allergic to garlic and onions well, i do now i didn't know that until very recently oh no <laughs> how did you find out (laughs) what did you do to your dog (laughs) well every time i have a barbecue i love to fry up onions i think it's not a burger or a hot dog if you haven't fried up some onions and put them in there but also like she's beautiful my dog i can't like finish a burger or a hot dog completely if she gives me that look i have to give her a bite (laughs) they're usually swimming in onions but uh, yeah now i know I've had to be Googling it because um, if not that we're feeding, not that we're feeding our baby onions and garlic, but anything we give him, he throws it on the floor and so she eats it. So I have to quickly Google courgette. Can dogs eat courgette? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Cause she just ate like a whole one. Thing. <laughs> yeah. People that say we don't focus on one tree hill, it's garbage. They don't, they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Crystal, is there anything left on the table that you want a little spoon of? Uh, we didn't talk about Jimmy World. That was, I really like them. How all their music um, was featuring pretty much the first part. The first part. Um, you know how you were talking about how sometimes, you know, it's, what were you talking about where a scene kind of goes into another scene? Um, there was a really cool part where there's a lyric that they have. Um, it's like, you get out of this place while we still have time. And so they're singing that. And then all of a sudden they go, it's uh, Brooke and Lucas in the car on the way to New York City. That was that was cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And this was, 
a great example of where they kind of have a band in trick and they're sort of giving promotion to the band and then they you know, do like it's like a couple of songs and then they weave in to to the episode i'm not that familiar with jimmy Eat world apart from from one tree hill but i really like all of the songs in here um particularly the uh like the one about may angels lead you in i don't know what it's called i downloaded it um so i should know but yeah it's really good are you a fan to honey yeah definitely i, I think i did write that song down well, i don't know where it's gone to be honest uh yeah but jimmy world great band um and i think it's really cool that one tree hall got them for this episode and dom you said on the last episode that you're not not too familiar but you like what you hear uh yeah i think i might have said it on the watch along i was at the watch along right? yeah but i again they're a band that has passed me by they i remember sort of other kids at school really really liking them and going on about them and how great they are but it, yeah it's not a band that sort of ever crossed my path so yeah i mean they're great in the episode they they the, the songs are really good um and clearly have a, a really big following so yeah all good uh tahani is there anything left on the table that you want to grab a quick bite of before the dog gets it <laughs> i think that um brooke and lucas moment at the end we did kind of touch on it but um the way they left things um with brooke leaving with lucas kind of revealing his feelings right at the last minute it's a classic tv moment and then brooke being like i have to go um sophia bush does a great job chad McMurray also does a great job actually uh those tears are there again aren't they um good scene and it's you know sets us up for season three to wonder kind of what's going to happen um but then again like Wondry Hill is that sort of rectangle plus one like Britt puts it at the beginning at the very end you've got that Lucas and Peyton moment like where one of them says it's just you and me this summer and it does Mm -hmm. kind of leave you wondering well where is this going to go so thoughts yeah Dom do you have a prediction for that well, I, I can't help but feel that Lucas, um, uh, I think Lucas and Brooke will have like a, a really good bond and they'll come back to something. But I, I also think that it will be Brooke that kind of breaks it off with Lucas this time. I think I think he's more than willing to wait. Um, and Peyton, there's just something about Peyton and Nathan in the last couple of episodes that's um, sort of, plucking at me somewhere that's that's kind of like this is a this is a potential especially if Haley comes back to see him and then goes again so if Haley goes on this tour she's supposed to go for the tour kind of thing um then I, I can't help but feel that you know Peyton and Nathan will find each other again and find each other in a like as better people not not say that you know Peyton had to become a better person but Nathan definitely did and definitely has so that I mean, even in some of the things that he says to her, like, you know, sometimes people come back and, you know, he's referencing her artwork. He's, you know, paying attention. He said, oh, look at the fun we used to have. And, you know, they joke about, you know, she says, oh, well, you, you were ridiculously horny and all that sort of thing. And it, it becomes playful, but he's still got that kind of caring side that he's developed and learned from his time with being with Haley. So I, I, there's something in me that still thinks that he's, going to edge towards Peyton over this kind of summer period potentially if if we see any of that I, I I sort of think that we'll you know the summer will go very quickly should we say and we'll start heading into 
like school and basketball quite early on in season three. Nice. Well, we'll find out in like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Crystal, anything else on the table? Uh, I think that's about it for me. <laughs> Sahani, <laughs> you going up for seconds? Um, no, I think we got it. I think we're good. Just that that final montage. We we hit everything in the montage because the great end, isn't it? Amazing. Trying to figure out whether we've hit everything. It's an amazing end. Yeah, um, I feel like we've hit it all. And Dom, anything that you uh, are salivating for? <laughs> um, there's nothing that's standing out to me in particular that I fancy. So yeah, I think I'm full as well. <laughs> kid i'll put some in the fridge for later you know maybe we'll go to go again tomorrow but (laughs) well if you enjoyed this episode then you can i am getting confused (laughs) with which part of this i am supposed to be saying (laughs) if you enjoyed this episode then you can support us on patreon at our website which is ravens hoops what am I saying? Oh, I can't remember the bit that I usually say. <laughs> yeah, so ravenshoops.net because basketballs go through. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out our Patreon for extra bonus content. Don't be a pigeon, be a raven. <laughs> you can find us at ravenshoops.net. Why crystal? Because basketballs go through. Oops. But Sahani, they also go through nets. So what does that all make, Dom? Hoops and nets. <laughs> Raven's hoop. <laughs> oh, dear. Raven'shoops.net. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go into Judgment Land. Crystal, who was your favorite performer of this episode? Um, I'm gonna go with Hillary Burton just because of the whole scene she did with with Jake. I, I really felt that um, she did. She had a lot of crying to do, and I think she did a really good job. Yeah, nice choice, Tahani. I'm actually I might go with Cheryl Lee, who's Ellie. Um, we didn't touch on her that much actually, which I think is fine because you know we're gonna lead into it and. Yeah, I think I think she does a great job of being intriguing, being a little bit creepy at times, being quite touching at times. And then that little speech she gives to Peyton at the end, um, really good. Well delivered. I instantly just thought I need to look her up on Instagram. <laughs> Less than 5,000. She's <laughs> podcast bound. She's coming on. <laughs> Dom? Um, I actually think I'm going to give... Uh, best performer award to Chad Michael Murray. I think he had like really solid couple of episodes, very up and down. There was no toast dubbing crying. It was all like it all felt very genuine, and I was yeah, I was impressed uh, with him in in these two episodes. What about yourself, my good man? Well, I'm never impressed with Chad Michael Murray because I'm always impressed. It's consistent all of the time. 
But I am actually going to give this one to Paul Johansson because he's just so good at playing evil and smug and arrogant and confident. And then the finale of him realizing that the bottle has been drugged and it's just so classic and iconic to me. And I'm liking the idea, um, the Tahani's idea of, that is that he's actually our protagonist and we should be looking at it from his perspective because uh that's awesome so yeah crystal who is your favorite character of this finale i'm gonna go with uh andy just because you know he um kind of moved the Kind of, he got he hired the he hired the private investigator and and he he ruffled Dan's feathers and I'm gonna give it to Andy. Yeah, it's a good choice. Right. Tahani, I'm gonna go for Nathan. Um, I just like the way he's being poured in all these different directions. Um, I like the conclusion he comes to that the speak like the little bit that crystal said earlier I, I don't have it like perfectly written down like she did but um his his lines from his essay i think he and then i just love seeing him back on on the basketball court and seeing that that version of nathan as well yeah nice dom my favorite character of of these episodes is dan <laughs> i'm going for the opposite this time it's uh it's it's just perfect combination of evil conniving scheming very quick to think of a new plan or something different just just does it so well brilliant what about you i'm gonna double up it's dan as well i just love evilness i'm drawn to it it's like a mirror i see myself in there (laughs) what about your favorite song crystal um i'm gonna go with a song called work by jimmy world great choice tahani um i'm gonna go with hear you me jimmy world so that's that's the angels bring you in nice sorry my dog just sneezed yes that's she agrees with you (laughs) dom the sneeze of agreement um i like recognized Chris Cornell's voice almost immediately when it came on near the end of uh, the the second episode of like the finale episode. Um, And it was uh, a song called Be Yourself, I think by Audio Slave. So yeah, Chris Cornell's voice is amazing and is very distinctive. So I'm going with that one. Did you have one? I'm going to agree with Tahani. I liked that. Uh, Yeah. The angel one. That was dope. Crystal, favorite line of the episode. Um, I want to. Well, I want to go with the the one I said with Nathan. I know it's really long. It's more like a like a quote, but the one where, you know, what are you gonna do when your heart breaks? The one I said earlier. Yeah, that's a great one. That's it's classic. Throw that on a t shirt as well. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Tahani, what was yours? So many good ones. Um, yeah, I love that whole bit at the end where they're all kind of saying what they what they learned from the essay. But I'm gonna go with um 
Brooke's line to Chris when she's talking about Chris Keller. Um, I don't remember exactly, but she's like, oh, the room's suffocating me with Chris's ego, ego. And then Sophia Bush's delivery is so perfect. Uh, always remember that moment. Yeah, that's a good one. Simon, I want you to do your line first because I've written some down, but I don't, and I want to kind of mention them all, but I don't want to ruin your line if I mention it in this. So you go first. Okay, I'm fairly, I'm very confident it won't be the same one. Um, I've got quite a few written down, but I like, I, just in case. <laughs> well, my one, and uh, probably a strange one, but I really, it really makes me laugh. And it's kind of like my sense of humor. I don't really, I don't know why I find it so funny, but it's just hilarious for when <laughs> Lucas doesn't say anything and Chris Keller's just like, Lucas, good to see you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it kills me because it's so like sarcastic but it's <laughs> it's perfect it's out of nowhere yeah what was yours well i've got a few written down so why do you to nathan come in nathan and he's like how how did you know it was me he's like i can smell the confusion nikki saying hey jake how's your sex life in there when he, she visits him at the prison um when deb and nathan are talking at are they talking at the river court uh, mm-hmm. Or like he's playing basketball and she's like, you love this game. And they're talking about that. She says, Whitey says, um, you know, like, you'll be great. High flyers or something like that. And he says, Whitey also drinks, mom. That that was um, like a really good line. Uh, Dan saying to Whitey, I just need your measurements uh, for the pine box. I'm going to put you in. And um, there's one for, by Brooke about Lucas to Peyton, where she says, Lucas was my gangrene infected amputated limb. That was a great line. But I think my favourite of the episode is Dan to Deb when he says, <laughs> he's making me laugh, take another pill, Deb, you're delusional. <laughs> <laughs> you hate it sound like, like a Jim Carrey line from like yeah. me, myself and Irene or something. A really good line. So that's that's the one for me. Uh, do you know we we'll have to do an episode that does like the best of like judgments of the whole season because i think maybe my favorite line of the whole season was and it's the delivery for moira kelly when she realizes about jewels and she's just like you're a whore <laughs> <laughs> that can never be beaten it's <laughs> just perfect the way she she's like what well, it's like she's working two plus two is four Jules is a whore like it's it kills me but uh crystal favorite background performer one line or less so whenever the tour manager walks in to show Haley that tour poster there's a guy that walks in with him but he's only seen when he walks in and then you don't see him anymore so that's mine Good, cool. We love that. We love them little spots. Perfect. Tahani? Um, there's a bit where with Mouth and Erica, um, and then there's just a guy in the, in the crowd listening to the concert, and he's just bobbing his head, but he's so out of time with the music. <laughs> Excellent. And, of course, he's bobbing next to Bobble. So. <laughs> Double meaning. Love it. <laughs> Dom? Uh, mine was exactly the same as Crystal's. We picked the same background performer. So that's who I went with as well. The guy that sort of appears and then never seen again. Simon, what about you? Poster man. Um, 
mine is so you know there's jennifer who asked for Haley's autograph but jennifer has a friend and jennifer's friend doesn't say anything so i'm choosing jennifer's friend in what is meant to be central park maybe um but yeah <sighs> so that takes us to the precious precious rating did i miss one no i i have a question about the rating okay are we going to do two ratings because it's two episodes I think I wanted to just do one rating as just like a as a finale because we've treated it as one episode on the watch along and we've treated it as one episode here on the podcast. What I will tell you is that if that what one of the numbers that it could potentially be like I, I'm imagining this could be one of I don't know maybe three numbers. If it is one of the numbers it will give us the exact same score as season one. Like as in, in the spreadsheet, if I like, you know, highlight all of season one, the the, the average, even to the decimal points, you know, will be identical to season two. It's crazy. (laughs) That could potentially happen. That's not to say that, you know, I just mean if you were to add up the total, they would come to the same. So Crystal, without telling us your score, during this did you have a number before we started this conversation yes and during our conversation has it increased decreased or stay the same stay the same tahani same questions yep i had a number and it stayed the same dom same questions had a number and it stayed the same simon same questions i had a number and it stayed the same thank you for asking simon so good at this so we will say on free and then we will debate until this is sorted or eight minutes whichever one comes first (laughs) (laughs) when nick reappears (laughs) ready one two three ten ten Wait, hang on. I heard Dom with a 10. I said a 10. Crystal, what did you say? 10. Tahani? 10. Hallelujah. Sing it, Dom. Keep going. Hallelujah. Are you doing the end, Doug? Ah. (laughs) Were you doing the Alexandra Burke version? I was doing the very tired version. (laughs) (laughs) What? An amazing finale. It gets tens all round. Ten is the score. That means that we officially give season one and two the exact same overall score. It was a 10 that would have made it that way. I thought it would be a 10, which is crazy because season one is way better, in my opinion. Not like way better, but it is better. But I also do believe that if Don was to watch season one now, Knowing what he knows, he would be rating these episodes higher. We will see when we go back and watch the pilot and potentially when I go back and make him watch all of these episodes again. I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to do a whole... Because we just continue. We just keep going around in a loop, get to season nine, back to season one. Now it's Dom's rewatch. We just keep going. <laughs> Dom, would you be down for that? Or would it feel like you're being shackled in hell? No, nah, just do it. I've got nothing else going on in 2026, so 
Yeah, so Tahani, I'm sorry, you can't start your one tree podcast until 2030 now. I'll just save the mic for, for coming on this show. Yeah. <laughs> just pick the same episodes. We'll talk about this again in five years. <laughs> well, it'll be enough like complete shambles again in another five years. But these are always the best episodes. Um, yeah. Well, let's just quickly let's quickly just go around and just give you know why why we gave this one a ten. So Crystal, why why was this one a ten for you? I mean, the quote, and then Jimmy Eat World, and there was some secrets revealed, and then um, someone tried to someone tried to kill Dan, like the fire that was that was really cool, you know, for them to to end the finale that way. It really keeps you like, you know, anxious to watch watch the next episode. I know that whenever I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go buy the DVD immediately. So that's why I gave it a 10. This is really my favorite finale out of all of the seasons. Like Tahani mentioned, I feel the same way about yeah. this. I love that. Like, I, I agree on everything. Tahani? absolutely agree with crystal just everything she said um other than that it's just like the way it's shot with the flashbacks is is fun but just completely agree with everything that's already been said and um uh in my head now if uh someone isn't trying to kill down scott at the end of a season is it even one tree hill that's uh that's how i'm going to treat every every season finale from now on so <laughs> if he if he's not ending up in some sort of messy hospital um state then yeah, it's not. It's not even a season of One Tree Hill. It's fake. It's so funny the way that you said that. There's these things that go around that are like, um, "Show me you love One Tree Hill without saying that you love One Tree Hill," and then people do these things. And um, I keep, I keep wanting to say to you, Dom, that we have to do like a satire one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to do them things without making it look like we're making fun of Total Betty, which we are not at all. But it's like we we do them like we've just got a very dry sense of humor. And that's the reason why I have said we should I haven't suggested it because I don't want people to think we're like taking shots at people, but because we're not. But uh yeah. <laughs> Probably edit that part out. So <laughs> <laughs> right we're at our final part we're going to do our ravens chant but just before we do that i do just want to say a massive thank you to everybody that's that's listening that supported us we're at the end of, of another season i mean we're very transparent with our like download numbers and whatever and obviously that we you know is very small but for context, our first season of the podcast got 10,000 downloads and this second season has got like 25,000. So like on the, on their own. So we're incredibly humbled and, you know, appreciate everyone, uh, you know, supporting us. Um, so yeah, thank you. And we'll continue into season three and continue to try and, you know, refine what we're doing and hopefully people are enjoying it. Dom. Yeah, exactly the same sentiment as, as what Simon's just said. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, pressing the five stars, you know, that rating. It means so much because it, it's not about us just getting a rating. It's about being able to share uh, this One Tree Hill community that we're trying to build um, and just this podcast community community in general. And 
and just share a bit of joy and bring a bit of fun to to people's airwaves rather than you know the usual misery that we've been getting lately so yeah i really appreciate everyone that, uh, that listens and i really really appreciate the the ravens um as as you know as well and especially um the ravens that, that join us on the podcast so thank you to Hani and crystal for for joining us today and for your ongoing support it's fantastic i really appreciate it both of you have been fantastic and it feels like we are friends we are friends but it feels like we it is more like i hope i hope you guys know that this is this is beyond like a podcast thing like as in when we finish podcasting and whatever like we're we're expecting you know messages and things and communications forever now you know if we don't get a wedding invite or something or birthday party invites or whatever then we're going to be upset okay because we're friends crystal invite us yeah it's an atlantic ocean but we'll cross it okay we'll be there even if we have to row it we'll do it (laughs) (laughs) crystal thank you so much we appreciate you tahani thank you so much we appreciate you thank you guys Um, it's been a blast yeah pleasure (laughs) absolute pleasure well um let's go into our chant our our war cry if you will what accent should we do it in you guys will have to have to come up with an agreement what do you guys want to do dom you 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 you're great with accents what have you got first one we're gonna we're gonna go with american okay we're gonna we're gonna do our best um, american accent as best as possible so three three of us aren't from the americas so that that's why we're, we're we've outnumbered uh, the Americas for once. So yeah. we, we, we're going to throw on the accent. We're going to one tree hit it. <laughs> Count us in, my man. Let's do Count this. Us Count us in as Dan Scott. Oh please. All right, all right. Uh, we're going to go Ravens on three. Are you guys ready? Okay, here we go. I'm ready. You're ready. We're all ready. Okay, one, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs>